Hello, everyone! Welcome to another fantastic episode of The Elder Scrolls Off the Record! Today's Turdos, Sun's Dawn the 6th, and you are just 56 days away from the launch of Elder Scrolls Online. Our show is sponsored in part by Tweaked Audio, tweakedaudio.com, quality headphones, and 30% off with our code off the record, all at tweakedaudio.com, and by audibletrial.com slash questgamingnetwork. Download your free book today at audibletrial.com slash questgamingnetwork. And also by such awesome fans such as notaloutofnews.com, a gaming news website dedicated to providing at least two news stories a day. And by Canareth from the Brotherhood of Redemption, an Elder Scrolls Online guild. And Canareth likes to say, please check out our Daggerfall Covenant guild, the Brotherhood of Redemption, at eso.com. Borgild, B-O-R, guild, dot com. That's E-S-O dot B-O-R, guild, dot com. We are recruiting. And by Robert Long, who says, Love the show, been a fan since Skyrim Off the Record. Was hoping you could put a little blurb in about my new podcast, Skooma Junkies. Skooma Junkies is a brand new podcast for The Elder Scrolls Online. We're up on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And you can visit our website at Skooma Junkies, that's S-K-O-O-M-A, junkies.com. Thank you guys again, and keep up the good work, Kitty, at Skooma Junkies. Well, Kitty, I want to let you know, I did hear your first episode, and uh, I did get your email, and welcome to the community. Send me another email, we'd like to get you on maybe uh, ESO Alliance or something. And that also goes for anyone else out in the uh, fan site, uh, Elder Scrolls Realm as well. Send me an email so we can talk on, on Elder Scrolls ESO Alliance. Lou, why don't we jump into our show summary? Tell everyone what they're going to, uh, what their ears shall be tantalized with this evening. All right. So today's show, the new beta test session was announced. That's right. Curse hands out 500,000. That's right. 500,000 beta keys. So check your email. Check your junk folder, your spam folder. Check them all, folks. See it. See if it's out there. Start downloading. Also, Elder Scrolls Online on PS4. Game director Matt Fire has your answers. We also have a video. It's an unboxing video of the Imperial uh, Edition, the physical retail Imperial Edition of Elder Scrolls Online. And we also have an Ask Us Anything, a variety pack. It's number 12. And we've selected a few questions and answers that we'd like to discuss. Also, uh, tonight, The Elder Scroll is going to be a continuation of last week's The Nightingales Part 2. Plus, Dev Question of the Week. It's in there. This week in Terminal Holidays. Our host mod challenge of the week. It was, this is where Shank will give his rendition of the mod he was testing out, which is Gerald Village. In your emails, tweets, Facebook stuff, etc. And uh, I am your humble host, Ivarwin. And as you have heard, that is my my uh, one and only lore master, Louis the Lore Master Olan. Thank you, kind sir. Hello to you. Hello, everyone in chat, Hitbox, YouTube. 
Glad you could join us. And uh, right on down there is Dave Deenforce Adams. What I do? Oh, You're hi! On <laughs> You're <laughs> on the show. Everyone, what you and doing? Welcome to another great episode. <laughs> and right over here in this corner, in this corner, we've got Shank. Shank the Shank. What is up, internets? Um, got a lot to talk about. This is gonna be a good show. Really good show. And we've also got you, our friends in our chat room on youtube.com slash network, on twitch.tv slash network, and on hitbox.tv slash network. Now, before we get into our show, we've got something quick to mention, and that is our 100th episode. Well, that's coming up very soon, and to commemorate it, we are giving away a free copy of the Elder Scrolls Anthology, and it's going strong, my friends. Uh, we're giving away one copy of the Elder Scrolls Anthology provided by our friends over at ESOLodge.com. In order to enter the giveaway, go to our sites, ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com or QuestGamingNetwork.com and use the widget at the very bottom of the page. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or tweet the giveaway out using that, same, that very same widget. Um, uh, one winner will be announced on our 100th episode, which is scheduled... For February the 20th, or Turdos, Sun's Dawn the 20th, if you want to use the real calendar. So, I'm very excited. We were, uh, we were on, the, on the idea of the 100th episode. We were talking a little bit before the show, and um, we're, we've got some, some very quiet but, but nice plans. I think the way we're going to do this is uh, we're going to keep it with ourselves and, uh, and you guys, of course, the community. Between now and the 100th episode, send us an audio file of, of maybe some greetings or maybe a, fa- a favorite memory of yours from, from uh, Elder Scrolls or Skyrim Off the Record. Um, let us know, and we'll feature it on the show. Also, I think what we're going to be doing is, uh, I don't know if we really want to have any devs or anything like that on the show. We want to we wanna keep it, you know, like I said, in-house and close. So we are working on some ideas and... And those are the ideas so far. But please, uh, right now, one thing I really like is the idea of, of you guys weighing in. Uh, I, I get a lot of emails every week from people saying things like, you know, been listening from the beginning since episode zero, episode one, the first month you guys were out, Skyrim off the record. Send us an email and let us know some of your, your, favorite, uh, your favorite episodes, your favorite um, parts of our show. Okay. Jeez, uh, guys. I mean... We've been a week. It's been a week since we've all been together doing this show, and I'm sort of wondering, uh, what have you guys done in Tamriel since then? Nothing. Come on, Dave. What do you think? What have you done? <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, what about you, Dave? What uh, What have you done this oh, week? Oh, really? Oh, me? Okay. Yeah, yeah really, um, you, man. <laughs> you would be amazed. I actually found something while doing nothing, and I'm not kidding. When I'm doing nothing, I'm usually on a site called Imager. And that's, like, where I exist. So I actually came across this, and it caught my eye. It led me to a site on the neoseeker.com forums, a list of a thousand tips and tricks and secrets in Skyrim. Now, the user JesusPunk on Imager has compiled these lists into a, a visual format. I actually have three, the first three parts of the list 
as well as a Did You Know edition uh, from Jesus Punk. I love this. And and there's a bunch of different stuff that's on it. A few of the things may have been patched or fixed, but at one time or another, they worked in Skyrim uh, if they don't work currently, which is pretty neat. Some of the things that are, are that are in this are just like, wow, I did not know that. That's crazy. Um, one of my favorite, if I had to pick any one as my favorite that I'm going to try out personally, it's like this says that uh, if you follow foxes, they will lead you to secrets or undiscovered places. I did not know that. So I'm going to have to try that out. I, I thought they were just animals, but if it says it, it works. Honestly, I would take all of these with a grain of salt, but there's some pretty neat ones. Yeah. Well, uh, I've, I've actually heard that one about the fox as well, though I've never uh, tested it. So I, I definitely uh, would love to hear what, what you'd have to say about, about that. Oh, yeah. I love this. Um, in fact, once... If these all get to a, a end, I may want to try to put a post up on the site containing all of these well-put-together image files of tips and tricks. Yeah, Some sounds... of these are pretty neat. Like, uh, you're able to uh, make lockpicking easier if you carry a torch, though I think that one's been fixed recently. Mm. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I like this one. If you when you sit down at a table at an inn, a waitress will serve you. That's neat, isn't it? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh All right. this one we actually discussed on the show. Whirlwind sprint can be used as a long jump and it absolutely can. Yeah. There are secrets in the game that you need to use a whirlwind jump for. Anything else, Dave? Um, that's about it. There's a lot of great things. Again, imager.com, look up the user Jesus Punk. All one word. Check out all the tips and tricks as well. Neoseeker.com forums. List of 1,000 tips, tricks, and secrets in Skyrim. Very good. What about you, Shank? Well, um, I actually did some thinking about uh, future Elder Scrolls games. Um, and I'm going to shamelessly plug my article and paste it in the chat. Oh, um, you dirty whore. Yeah. Um <laughs> And I kind of kept teasing. I kind of, I kind of implied to, throughout the day today. I was like, guys, it was, it's worth reading the article, the entire article. Uh, the reason for that is there's something at the very bottom of the article that I put in there. Um, and it's, it's for uh, you guys to go check it out. But in case you haven't read it yet, um, basically, um, after some uh, reassessing, I'll say, I have um, going to be uh, – going to Tamriel in June on the PlayStation 4. <gasps> and that's uh, episode 98, everybody. See you next week. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> yeah. Mother of Pearl! <laughs> if you uh, scroll down to the bottom of that article, you'll uh, you'll see kind of why. But uh, basically, Shut the yeah. front door! um i i I can't really say anything more other than uh just just you got to take my word for it um i I got a lot of people saying like oh man i i didn't do it because there was like pressure i did it for very very personal reasons um and 
after discussing uh, de- uh, with my uh, other three friends here on the show. And uh, so I have my reasons. Um, can't really say any more than that. Just you guys got to take my word for it. And are they all right there in the in the article? No, 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 no. The, the yeah. I mean, I, I can understand why they're not. I just want to say we did not pressure the poor guy to to play to play the game or anything like that. Nothing like that at all. Um, in fact, I all last week I was, um, well, I, I probably shouldn't really say anything to be honest. Uh, what I can say is that um, all last week I became aware that soon. Um, when the game launches, we'll be able to have this discussion and uh, be be able to talk openly. So, so we'll leave it at that, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, yeah, just just to clarify, it wasn't you know pressure from my hosts. It was it was it wasn't even you know pressure from uh, everybody tweeting me saying you got to change your mind, you got to change your mind. It wasn't that. It was, I mean, personal reasons that uh, you guys will hear more about, I'm sure, in the future. But uh, and I promise I will share them with you. Just. Uh, not right now. So Shank will be purchasing Elder Scrolls Online for the PlayStation. Oh no 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 4. no no no! I already bought it, which is actually if you click on that article, scroll all the way down. That is actually my purchase uh, image. Wow! Uh, from purchasing the Imperial Edition on the PlayStation Four. Shank, let's can you can you throw mm. a um, a link to this in the notes, and then we'll we'll get it up on the video. And in the meantime, I want to know what Lou did this week in Elder Scrolls. Shank's article comment response T L semicolon D R. <laughs> Too long, didn't read. <laughs> what? No. Oh wait, Skyrim. Yes, Skyrim. Uh, <laughs> Elder Scrolls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've been doing a lot of my battle mage. Keeps it rocking. Just killing everything in sight. Uh, now that I'm using that new spell mod, where it adds even more uh, variations of spells for each school, I'm trying them all out and having a blast. Uh, and getting blasted by uh, NPCs as well, since they have access to the same powers. Mm-hmm. So it's been a fun time. <laughs> okay. Been also looking at a lot of new armor and weapon mod sets, especially over at uh, Skyrim Nexus, because I'm firm believe you can never have enough those in your game. Uh, one in particular I'm looking at is uh, I think Shake My Like is uh, it brings in actually the Witcher armor into the game. Oh. Like all the all the armor you see from the games, the two games out so far are in the game. You know the modders put that in there, in different variations, like different colors and stuff. So awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm looking at one of those too, um, and these will work with the CBDE and Better Bots of Bella UMP body mod. So, if you like Shank, you like to use Do because you know you like that model. Yeah, well, this <laughs> armor will, will will fit that that those mods as well. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and uh, you know, just again, just trolling a lot of the, uh, especially Steam Workshop to see what other mods are out there because I'm always interested in seeing what other cool things I can just flood the game with. Mm. <laughs> okay. All right. Anything else for the uh, for the week, my friend? No, uh, no, that's it for now. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, Shank, you got that uh, that link for me? Yep, I threw it uh, in the notes as well as in the uh, in the Skype chat uh, for double convenience. All right. So let me get this up here and uh got the video feed up all right so this is it elder scrolls on next gen uh here we go pc first scale okay so shank talks a lot uh there it is oh yeah, she's pretty. Does. oh god you sure this is it man <laughs> yeah scroll all the way to the bottom and you're, yep. you'll see uh, well i that uh, that article isn't the reason why i switched i i uh or changed my mind i should say right but there's that image that i put at the very bottom so i wrote this entirely huge article and to and for people that actually read it, I figured I would uh, put a little teaser at the bottom. And uh, 
I had a bunch of people tweet me this morning. They were like, wait, does this mean what I think it means? And yeah. I, I didn't respond. That's I awesome. So, <laughs> on the show, but good for you, man. Good for you. I'm very glad that uh, not only did you did you buy you you got the game, um, but also apparently your your iPhone has very good battery life at 95. percent That's oh my god. That's quite, I know, right? I uh, think that's the real story here. Actually, it's, that's quite virile. <laughs> Is that an iPhone five? <laughs> okay, I know that Shanks can get mad at me for saying. Oh, he may not. I don't know. This is this decision. I don't want people to think, oh, he caved, you know, well, oh, he gave into pressure. There's 15 responses so far on this. He posted this today. This is that's crazy, ain't it? <laughs> um, Shank has talked to every single person on staff, and I know that this was a very personal decision that he worked up to when when deciding whether or not to play this game and for the same reason as before why he chose not to it is the same reason and i'm glad that he finally found his reason that's a good thank thing. you sir yeah well you know i figure i might as well give you something because of how gilly you are gotta make up in some ways <laughs> all right guys well i think we're ready for our discussion topics but uh, before we do any of that, there's this. In their tongue is Dovahkiin, Dragonborn. It has to happen. What's, what's happening? <laughs> All right, new beta test has been announced, and Curse hands out 500,000 keys. Sweet baby Jesus, friends. Tirdas, Sun's Dawn the Fourth. Zoss reminds us that new beta invites have gone out for another ESO beta in event for this weekend, starting Friday, February 7th, to Monday, February 10th, at 11.59 p.m. Uh, this time around, Zoss handed Curse 500,000 beta keys to give away to their site's subscribers. Now, Curse states on their site that premium members were able to start selecting beta keys on Tuesday, February 4th and 5th. Teardas, Sunstorm, the 4th and 5th. If, <laughs> How uh, many people do you figure bought a premium membership just to get that key? I, I would love to see the numbers on that, dude. Yeah, imagine. <laughs> do you, I mean, Dave, do you know like how much that, that costs? A premium membership at Curse? Yeah. I think it's like 10 bucks or something like that. Wow. And it's, o it's only for like a few months. So it's not like a monthly thing. It's like $10 for a couple of months. Uh, hang on. I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah. That sounds... That's actually pretty cheap. Um, all Curse members have gained access to their beta key pool starting as of yesterday. Uh, February 6th, or Sun's Dawn. Uh, 6th. And, <laughs> and we'll have access until the last day of the event... Uh, which is the 10th. So if you didn't receive your key this time around, head over to curse.com to claim yours today. Uh, now that link that's, that's in the note guys, uh, could, could one of you maybe just drop that into, into the, uh, the Twitch. Yeah, chat? I could do that. Yeah. Those, for, so for those of you out there in our Twitch channel right now, blam, good for you. Right. Um, I have maybe... your, your costs here. It's $5 a month for premium, 10 bucks for three months. And what's well, ten bucks in a few change for three months, and thirty bucks just about for a year. All right. Uh, what, uh, can someone drop it into YouTube as well? I know those folks too would probably like it. No. 
<laughs> this is the advantage of uh, watching and uh, enjoying, uh, you know, chilling out with us live, guys. You get awesome would, opportunities for a beta like this. We we drop it in Hitbox, but right now for some reason it's not it's not it's not live. And uh, you know, sorry if you're trying to connect on Hitbox, but we'll get it. We'll try and see if we can get that fixed. Um. But, uh, yeah, I mean, geez, uh, kind of unprecedented if you think about it. 500,000 beta keys was just just hurled at Curse. And, and oh, man, I'm sure they were ecstatic. And what, what I like about this is we always get, like, these tweets and emails um, from people saying, like, oh, man, you know, this really sucks. I didn't get into the beta, you know, and I didn't get no email. And But if you go on to Curse... 500,000 keys is nothing to snub your nose at. I mean, that's a tremendous amount of 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 beta keys uh, that they're giving away all the way up till when the beta ends on the 10th. So, I mean, tons of people have access to it right now. Aki, right this second. I mean, that's amazing. It's it's uh we were talking about this pre-show and I had to do a double take. I was like, "Wait, that's 500,000." I thought it was 500. No. No, 500,000. So, if Arwen's absolutely right when he says it's nothing to, you know, thumb your nose at, that's uh, a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot better than getting hit in the belly with a wet trout. Wow. What? what? <laughs> One of your Pensacola natives, Dave, Dr. Rule, who had a uh, who had a show on the Sci-Fi Channel back in like 1992 or something. He used to always si- sign off with that, you know. I was four. Yeah, if that's how someone <laughs> signs off, yeah. they're not a native of Pensacola. I don't care if they are. I'm disowning them. You, I'm by the way, it right you, now. if you that's... love science fiction and like ufology and all that, you got to give this nutcase a follow. He's at Doctor Rule. Wow, at like really? Like he's so great, nutcase. He's an apt. He's out of his freaking mind. He he deserves to be in like an institution, but he's hysterical because he's always like, "Oh, Bigfoot had a baby," and here's the picture on Twitter. It's it's great. Oh, I God. love him. He's he's a great follow. <laughs> you know what? Him. Now that you mention it, that does sound like someone from Pensacola. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, he's great. He used to always sign off with, "And you might get a mention on our show, which is better than getting slapped in the belly with a wet trout." <laughs> So instead of shadow hide you, I'm just gonna like walk over to Dave's like little side of the screen and just yeah. like slap him in the face with a trout, and with then trout. that's it. And that's the end it. of the show. It's got to be in the belly, though. In oh, the okay, belly. okay, I, I can. Do I that. won't let you slap me in the belly <laughs> with a wet trout. By the way, I can knock that off my bucket list. I said that, so <laughs> you work that in there in a the conversation. <laughs> it happened. Uh, Lou, what do you think about about uh, five hundred thousand beta keys on Curse for? Wow, for- that. That is a lot of beta keys, and I'm yes. sure Curse was ecstatic when they got that. <laughs> and it definitely used to their advantage, uh, which is great. Um, I'm hoping everyone who's had a chance to see it has, you know, redeemed their key and, uh, you know, start downloading it now. Mm. You know, instead of tomorrow, you know, everyone's going to start hitting it tomorrow, hitting the, hitting the download server tomorrow. Because so. it might be a long download, not that we know, but we're just saying it could be. Yeah. And can can I just say something real quick too? Um, there's a lot of people. They they've said publicly this is like their largest test, and they're actually trying to go for a record here. Just friendly reminder: NDA, no screenshots, videos, nothing. <laughs> so, just yeah, thought I'd throw it out there as a friendly uh, PSA. There. No, that's that's very very good because um, from what I heard 
from uh, Gina and uh, Jess, last time they did a test, uh, they were they were Twitch was uh, making them aware of the fact that they had to ban a tremendous amount of accounts uh, just Good. from trying to stream Elder Scrolls Online all day long. Good. Yeah. So so be very careful, guys. Uh, Dave, what say you on this topic before we head on to the next one? In all honesty, this is your open beta or as close as you'll ever get to one. Yeah. Th- that's what I have to say. Since they're selling, basically, the pre-order bonus is basically selling the uh, being able to play early access. That's your what you're going to get for open beta is early access in that form. Didn't I say previously that if they were going to do open beta, they weren't going to do early access and vice versa? Well, here you go. I doubt they're going to be doing open beta at all. What I'm what I'm suspecting is this is as close as you're going to get to open beta. Having the chance to basically buy a key if you purchase a premium curse membership, if it's not run out already. I don't even know how many are left. And um, th- this is it. I mean, this is this is your way in. Wait, if you're you saying, want to guarantee one. You're saying that they're not going to do an open beta, that this is their open beta? This is their form of doing it, I would be willing to bet, yeah. Oh, I, 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 don't think, I don't think that's right, Dave. Hey. I could, I could respectfully disagree with Dave, but I'm going to violently disagree with him this time. Hit him in the belly with a wet trout. Um, What's wrong with you people? <laughs> Dr. Rulem, bro, Dr. Rulem. Dude, Ivarman, don't even joke about that. I am in his basement. Okay, he will come down here and slap me with a trout. Hey, hey. <laughs> well, <look at> the... <laughs> it puts the lotion on its skin, Dave. Oh my god, really? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Daddy. <laughs> oh, gross, gross. All right, so before we start tucking and rolling, let's uh, go on to the next one. <laughs> Uh, ES4 on PlayStation 4 game director Matt Fire has your yes. answers. This is uh, this is going to be a big one, guys. Uh, so so basically, what happened was uh, in an exclusive article written by Matt Fire for PlayStation's blog, uh, he answers some of the more frequently asked questions from the PlayStation 4 community about Elder Scrolls Online. And here is what he had to say, and I quote, uh, and this comes off of the. Let me get the uh, the video up here. Uh, this comes off of the uh, PlayStation blog.us.playstation.com, which is the PlayStation blog. Uh, and this was written, like I said, by Matt Fire. He said, uh, and I quote, We've gotten a ton of great questions from the PlayStation community who are eager to learn more about the PlayStation 4 release of The Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, while we're still several months from the game's June release, we want to make sure we're keeping you up to date as things progress in development. One question we've been frequently hearing is whether or not a PlayStation Plus membership will be required to play The Elder Scrolls Online on PS4. We kick off the answer to that, followed by answers to several other questions you've submitted via Twitter. Thanks to everyone who submitted questions, and thanks for all your support we love to hear from the community. Keep the questions coming. Uh, So uh, what I would like to do guys is maybe just sort of go around our, our stream here and Mm -hmm. um, you know, we'll, uh, we'll ask the question and maybe we can uh, get you guys to, to read the answer. 
Uh, so the first question is, will playing online with the Elder Scrolls Online have a separate subscription compared to PlayStation Plus? And this was submitted by at Nathaniel Moner. Uh, Lou, please. And the answer to this one is, a PlayStation Plus membership is not required to play the Elder Scrolls Online. PS4 players will only be required to pay the same monthly subscription associated with the Elder Scrolls Online that PC and Mac users will pay. Nothing more. All right, and the next one. Will PS4 servers be split between EU and or European and North American, or will we be on one mega server? And this is by Sorry Gaming. Shank. Um, Mr. Firer responds with, they will be split. PS4 users will play Elder Scrolls Online on either the European PS4 mega server or the North American PS4 mega server. We'll share more details about how this will work closer to launch. And the third one, will PS4 users be on the same servers as PC users? Submitted by at ad... Sure, whatever. Zaf- Z- Zafoz? Z- Adzafoz? Kenneth. By Brian. By dude. By dude. Okay. <laughs> By that guy. By Adam. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> it says, PS4 users will have their own dedicated ESO mega servers, European and North American. PC and Mac users will not be on the PS4 mega servers. This is good news for the PS4 players, as they won't have to worry about contending with higher-level PC players when ESO launches on PS4. Now, are they talking higher-level in in regards to actual character level or in uh, capability of playing the game? I'm pretty sure they're talking about level. I don't know. Master Race and all. PC, what's up? <laughs> on on the very first three questions and answers, uh, who who has opinions they, they want to share? I have one on the, the very first one, on the subscription. Mm, okay. What do you got? <clears throat> if I may. Um, on the one hand... Um, I, I, I do like this that um, you know you, you uh, if you're going to be playing on the PS4 you got, you don't need a PS Plus subscription um, you can you just uh, basically you, you buy the game you get that month free and then if you want to continue playing you pay the uh, fifteen dollars a month for the, just strictly the Elder Scrolls subscription. On the other hand, though, since the uh, the PS4 has been launched, um, I can't remember the exact number, but the um, Amount of PlayStation Plus subscriptions has increased, uh, I think, by like an order of like of like two or something like that. Two X. Don't quote me on this, but the PS Plus subscription since PS4 has launched has increased a lot more purely because uh, if you want to play online, um, you know, multiplayer on the PS4, you do need a PS Plus. So. You know, while it's cool that you don't need PS Plus to play The Elder Scrolls Online, I, I I kind of think that it's almost a moot point because if you have a PS4 and you're playing a multiplayer game, you need, need PS Plus else. anyway. I'm sorry. Yeah, you kind of need it for everything else. Yeah, you need it. If <laughs> like, you, you might not need for the it for one ES. game that doesn't need it. You might not need it for ESO, but if you, I mean, chances are you you, you might have a, like a Call of Duty or some other multiplayer game which you'll need um, PS Plus for anyway. 
So I, I almost see this as like, okay, it's cool that you don't need it for this game, but you, you still need it for everything else. So, I mean, chances are you probably already put down your $50 for PS Plus. So it's almost a moot point for me. Mm. Uh, what about what about the rest of you folks? Maybe Lou, Dave, anything on these three? We do have we do have more, of course. Oh. Okay. Uh, so the next question, uh, how are you guys going to incorporate an action bar on console or what will this subscription be or what will the substitution be? I should say. And that was by at Adam J underscore Floyd. Lou. And that answers. We're still testing and tweaking different DualShock 4 button mapping configurations, but we're very happy with the gameplay experiences on PS4. Abilities are conveniently accessible for fun on the couch gameplay, and the team is really happy with how it's coming along. We'll have more specifics to share about this topic later this year. How will you be utilizing and using the touchpad on the PlayStation 4 controller in-game? By at Sammy Rocklin. Shank. Madfire responds, We love the additional functionality of the DualShock 4 touchpad. We're playing with a couple of different button configurations to find the best and most intuitive use for the touchpad. And how much space will it take up on the PlayStation 4 hard disk drive? By at DexM Productions. Oh, that's me. Dave, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots. Oh, right. Actually, read the answer. Yeah, uh, yeah. While details aren't yet finalized, PS4 offers an a HDD with a tremendous amount of memory. There is plenty of hard drive memory available for the game and for years of continuous post-launch content that will be released for the Elder Scrolls Online. I just love that. I love hearing that. Years of post It's like, don't worry, son. We got you covered. We got you. <laughs> yeah, we got you. It just, uh, it, I just, it just reminds you of the fact that the game that's going to launch is just going to get better and better and better. If you're an Elder Scrolls fan, if you're, if you're a cynical MMO person, then you'll probably leave in three months anyway, so who cares? <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a, I have something cool about specifically those first two well i guess in this section those first two controller questions Mm -hmm. um if i may um and i actually um i read this and i spent some time and i'm gonna put it in chat here um i created a uh what i thought would be a like prototype button configuration and i'll put it in skype as well i'm actually on your twitter right now i was looking for that (laughs) to to Um, try to put it here yeah you found it before i did I, uh, I I came up with my own sort of prototype button mapping, and I tweeted it to Zenimax, and I was like, you know, hey guys, what do you think? Um, so um, I think it's, I mean, obviously, given the information that we have, um, they, I, I figured, you know, you know that you have limited abilities, you have certain um, movement, and we know it's going to be active combat uh, from all the videos and all that stuff. So I came up with this. Uh, mapping and specifically for the touchpad i think that I, i'm really excited because like there's going to be some great uses for it i think and um i don't know i just figured i'd share it with uh you guys the chat room and the rest of the world when i whenever i tweeted this out but um I, i'm very looking forward to seeing what the actual button mapping will be because i'm going to be playing it on the playstation 4 
So I just just thought I'd throw that out there. I like this. When you you, you click the uh, the touchpad, it gives you the map. Yep, and then you can pinch and zoom um, on the touchpad, just like you can do an AC4 if you want to set a waypoint when you're in the map. You yeah, just click down on the so uh, cool. touchpad. And then you have your swipes to look at your uh, inventory, character, journal, and your skills. And then you have the other buttons kind of uh, mapped out uh, that way. So I don't know. This this is just something that I thought of. Um, yeah. That's pretty okay. awesome. I like how you had to you had to you were so thorough that you mapped out the share button as share. <laughs> <laughs> right up here. That's the button. Yeah, because that's the one button he'll be using. Yeah. Actually, I, 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 that was a misnomer. I shouldn't have named it Share. It should have said Shank. It should have said Shank. Oh, good God. The, the, that's <laughs> Shank. TM. The Shank button is what that is. I love everything about this. If I could make one tweak to your build here, Shank, it's to swap move and look to opposite uh, joysticks. Only because I would want move opposite of my ability buttons and I would want look opposite of my interact button. But that's like counter to like, I, I see what you're saying, but that's like counter to like every single. I realize that, <laughs> but you Shank, know, I, I'm just thinking of usability here. Shank right, said, right, right, right. Shank said and, no. and pl- look, I might be totally wrong. I mean, we got to see like what they come up with, but um, Shank that said was, no. What? Shank said no, Dave. He said no. Yeah, I said no. So it's He said good. STFU. <laughs> okay. On a, on a uh, side note, I am muting up because I'm going to cry. Very good. All right. We'll uh, we'll be happy to see that online. <laughs> Let me taste your tears, Dave. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. So the next question is: <laughs> On that note, uh, how will how will the controls be mapped on PlayStation Four? Shank answered that question. Moving on. No. Um, <laughs> will, <laughs> will it be similar to Skyrim on a controller? Blue. Hey, Matt answers. <clears throat> Throughout ESO's development, our goal has been to create an MMO that is fun to play and is familiar to Skyrim fans. Gameplay in ESO isn't identical to Skyrim, so naturally we made some button configuration changes to reflect the differences, such as the use of abilities... At the same time, there are a lot of controller configuration similarities between Skyrim and ESO. Will PvE instances like Dungeons offer a single-player mode? At my... Kenneth. At, at Kenneth. <laughs> uh, uh, the Elder Scrolls Online is an MMO that was designed to give the gamer freedom to play with others or alone. That said, there are instances and areas that are specifically designed and tuned to be taken on with friends. When does the PlayStation beta start? And when should we expect beta invites? At Wretched86. 500 beta uh, keys have been given to Curse. 500,000 have been given to Curse on the PC. Join the Master Race. Jeez. Dave, that's not what that says, and you know it. Okay, it's what you should be thinking. (laughs) Uh, Stop being an elitist. It's cool if you're on the PS4. We love you. Uh, Most of you. I mean, Shank's here. He's going to be on the PS4. But the rest of you, we love. (laughs) Um, Uh, it says, we do not have a date or time frame to share, but we can assure you that there will be an ESO beta exclusively 
for PS4 fans later this year. Keep an eye on ElderScrollsOnline.com as we as we hear as well here here on, on here on the PlayStation blog for further details. Very nice. All right, guys, discuss. Um, that second question: the will PVE instances like Dungeons offer? Say this. I love this answer because what does he say? He says, give the gamer the freedom to play with others or alone. That puts a smile on my face. When I read it, that put a smile on my face. Um, I like that. That was a big concern of mine. Yeah. I can't say anything past that, but um, I I like this answer a lot. It's been a design philosophy of theirs the whole step of the way. Um, From what we've heard from... um, Paul Sage, who said, you know, you can you can ignore us and our quests at the very start of the game. Um, and and there's there's different variations on that point and and some some asterisks that, you know, needed to be made on that point um, regarding the the MMO nature of the game. Uh, but you do. It is true to say that you can absolutely ignore them and their quests Um during the game and and go off and and play you know as single player as you want to play and not group up or anything like that so uh, it's a good feeling too uh lou and dave anything on these three um i mean we've we've heard that some of these from the start some of them i mean Mm. we get you don't really have a time frame for that but honestly the sooner they get the PlayStation beta up and rolling, I feel that that's only going to be a good thing because, I mean, you're going to you're going to get these people who are playing, you know, Xbox One, who are playing PlayStation Four, who who played uh, Skyrim on the consoles and want that feeling like Shank. I mean, that's one of the crowds that they need to you know give a little love and. As soon as that can come out, the better. All right. Um, anything on the entirety of this, or or should we just should we just move on? I don't want to skip anyone on any any subject they want to <laughs> bring up. No. No. Okay. All right. Uh, so so moving on, moving right along. Uh, we just want to mention one of our sponsors for the show, which is uh, Audible AudibleTrial dot com slash Quest Gaming Network. Uh, now, if you if you're into uh, if you're, uh, it doesn't matter what you're into. There's probably a book out there for it. Uh, you know how you always say, yeah, "I've been meaning to catch up on some reading." Well, best time to to do that is in the dead time uh, when you're maybe traveling to and fro, or uh, from into work, or maybe you're doing stuff around the house. Um, uh, you're still busy, but it doesn't mean you can't throw in your your uh, your iPod or your your favorite MP3 device and, and listen to listen to a book being read to you. Uh, and audibletrial.com slash Network is the perfect place to start catching up on your reading today. Uh, you will get a, if you sign up, all right, for their free trial at that link, you'll receive a special 30-day free trial, which will include a token that you can use to download a free book, any book, over at, uh, at audibletrial.com slash Network. Since you're Elder Scrolls fans, we're assuming you are, since you're listening to our show, we would say don't forget that there were two novels written by Greg Keyes called The Infernal City and Lord of Souls. 
Uh, now, these novels take place 40 years after the Oblivion Crisis, and you can find them on on uh, Audible. Uh, they're very good. I'm actually ma- working my way through the the second book as we uh, as we speak, uh, and I'm enjoying it uh, quite a bit. Uh, the story seems to be turning out very nicely. Uh, though, bear in mind, if you do get both of these books from the Elder Scrolls uh, series, uh, the, it does take the both books for the story to flesh itself out. So, listen to the third one, enjoy it for what it is, and then when you get into the second one, indeed, enjoy that as well for uh, the climax of the story. Uh, again, that is at audibletrial.com slash Network. Use that link in order to gain access to your 30-day free trial of Audible. And uh, start catching up on your reading today. All right, uh, video. We're going to show you a video today. You know, this stars uh, the Zenimax Online Studios lead lore master Lauren Schick, which dropped uh, on Freitas, Morningstar the thirty first, or you know Friday, January thirty first. If you know whatever, if you're that way about it, uh, <laughs> they released a uh, unboxing video of the physical copy of the Imperial di- Edition of The Elder Scrolls Online, again, starring lead lore master Lauren Schick, whom, uh, sir, we would adore it if you could be a part of our show one one evening. We will indeed roll the red carpet out for you. Uh, Now, we could talk about why you should go see how awesome it is, but uh, we figured, why don't we just show it to you? That'd be pretty cool, right? Did you guys see the video? Um, only like 300 times. Only 300 I, times. I did not watch it because I feel that it would be betraying my own lore master. Mm. <laughs> Dave, solidarity right there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Love uh, you, brother. Uh, Lou, did you, did you get a chance to see it? Oh, yeah, several times. <laughs> Very good. All right, well, uh, Just hopefully... Just all its entire... Go, yeah, look at that. That's what I ordered. That's Damn, it. Skippy. Can't wait for it to come in. <laughs> Uh, We're going to show it to you now, and then maybe uh, just talk about some of the finer points in this video. So get ready, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, to be treated to Lauren Schick and the unboxing of the Elder Scrolls Online Retail Edition. Okay, so it seems like we're having a technical issue at the moment. <laughs> Whereas uh, the video decided to not play randomly. Uh, just give me a second here. So, so guys, this is, uh, I think, the part where Shank likes to say vamp. All right, so um, basically <laughs> what happened was that this morning I was uh, making myself some coffee, which is actually right here. And um, I ran into Dave. Right. He uh, was coming out of the shower, just a towel wrapped around. I was like, dude, what are you doing? And uh, he sat down on my couch right here and uh, started playing some Call of Duty. Uh-huh. And I was like, Dave, what are you, what are you doing? And he said, bro, I'm, I'm broing out playing Call of Duty with my bros. Okay. And what? I was like, you got to stop broing out because I got to go to work. Um, and I finished <laughs> my coffee. And... I basically slapped him in the face with a trout, and then I drove to work. Okay. Um, I came back, and he was still broing out playing Call of Duty on my couch. Uh, Dave and Lou, is there any way we can just stop this train from derailing? <laughs> no, I'm uh. enjoying this ride. 
<laughs> You're enjoying that, huh? I'm like, oh my god, disaster's happening. I, I can't watch it. Okay. <laughs> Probably. I can't bear to watch it. Okay. All right. <laughs> Okay, that's that's cool. Um, why don't we get some of the uh, some impressions on the on the video as I as I troubleshoot our technical issues for the evening? I think Mobile Ball is just being a jerk, saying no. <laughs> well, that free stream stays on me. <laughs> <laughs> what honestly though, like what I was most impressed with was the uh, actually two things. It was it was the map and the actual book that comes with it. it's a two hundred twenty four or six page. I can't remember. Uh, Emperor's Guide to Am- uh, Tamriel, like the updated one, and it just looks like so premium, man. It looks just awesome, and and the way that he describes it in the video, like talking mm-hmm. about, it's like an actual like sort of s- connected theme and story throughout the whole thing. I was, I mean, I'm gonna sit down and like read that whole thing front to back, same with like same way I did, you know, the uh, the concept art book with Skyrim and all the strategy guides and stuff. It's gonna be pretty sick, but. You know, read that book while the game's downloading and installing for you. There you go. <laughs> That's a good idea. All right. Well, then, uh, I think we're ready. Uh, hopefully, my, my flash won't crash again, as I'm, as I'm being told that that may have been the issue. Uh, let's give this another roll, guys. Hi, I'm Lawrence Schick. I'm the lead lore master on Elder Scrolls Online. And I'm here to do an unboxing video of the Magnificent Collector's Edition, the Imperial Edition of the Elder Scrolls Online. Let's take a look at what's in here. Here we go. Opens up like this. The tab A from slot B. Inside, stuff. Before we get to the physical stuff, which is, which is totally excellent, let me tell you about the digital features that come with this. This elegant little box contains the discs that have the Elder Scrolls Online plus the added bonus features of this collector's edition. First of all, this is the Imperial Edition. Only with this edition do you get to play Imperial characters. So you can play Imperial characters in any of the three alliances. Uh, You also get the opportunity to cosmetically change your armor and your appearance to look like an Imperial regardless of what you're wearing and you get a magnificent white Imperial Charger, an exclusive mount. As if that isn't enough, you get the ability to go and get the blessings of Mara, the goddess of love, to bless your union with a partner of your choice. And uh, you and your partner will get magnificent rings of Mara, which when your character is wearing them uh, and you're playing with your partner, you will get significant experience buffs and to make you feel even more like a budding little family, uh, you will get an exclusive vanity pet, a little scuttling mud crab to follow you around. That's the digital aspects of the collector's edition. Very cool on its own, but now let's get to the physical stuff because that's what I'm excited about. Um, You get a map of Tamriel for your wall, and then you're going to get... See who that is? That's a statue of the Daedric Prince Molog Ball himself. His statue is bound in here just as he wants to bind the mortals of Tamriel. Here he is, Mr. Molog Ball himself, the Mace of Molog Ball, his mighty artifact. He's got a victim here. Look look at the tiny torment on that miniature victim's face. I, I gotta tell you, this is this is deathless art. Here is this is, we've got the mace of Molog Ball, and this is the base of Molog Ball. Okay, so this is what he's going to stand on. 
and we've got his vicious triune scorpion-like tail. There, look at that. So that's the statue of Molag Ball. It's, uh, it's magnificent and wonderful, and it's the kind of thing that you don't want to put on your nightstand because you don't want to wake up suddenly in the night and look over and see that there. As if that wasn't enough, here's my favorite aspect of this entire collector's edition. This is the collector's edition art book combined with lore book. And not just a lore book, but a lore book that has a story that follows through. So this book is the revised edition of The Emperor's Guide to Tamriel. Uh, an imperial scholar, Flaccus Terentius, has been hired by the Chancellor of the Elder Council, Abner Tharn, to travel around Tamriel and revise The Emperor's Guide. This lore book not only includes his story, but also many, many details about the cultures of Tamriel. Uh, there are 10 chapters, one on each of the major cultures that he visits, and it goes in detail into their background and uh, the creatures that you encounter there. So that's the collector's edition. Uh, we've got, uh, just to sum up, uh, all those cool digital aspects we talked about, all the imperial features, uh, the map, the uh, very cool statue of Molag Ball himself, uh, the collector's edition art book and lore book, uh, and this very cool box. This collector's edition is going to be uh, for, available for a limited time at selected retailers. Uh, they made me say that. That's, that's marketing speak. Um, what this means to you is that you need to nab this sucker while you can, because we're only going to make a limited number of them, and then we're done. It's over. Let me point out again that uh, Elder Scrolls Online is launching on PC and Mac on April 4th, 2014, and on PS4 and Xbox One in June. It's racing toward us like a colossal juggernaut of doom from Cold Harbor. Be ready, it's coming for you. Be ready, it's coming for you. That guy's filled with so much personality. It's awesome. <laughs> he's such a great dude. People chat is saying, you know, he's got a, a monocle and a pocket watch. It's oh, you know. <laughs> did you, Honestly, did... the best thing I saw from the chat was what Liz said. Uh, she said, the guy, good Lord, that man looks like a Disney character brought to life. I want one. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, there's, there's the video and all of the information. Uh, you, you guys have heard it yourself. Um, I mean, the, vi the, the video is really, it's, it's great. It's great. It's a great little video. It's very, it's very amusing. Um, but I, I do like the fact that they, the way they showed off the, the stuff too. I mean, I think one of the, the biggest surprises that I got out of the video was just how big that box actually is. It's, it's really more akin to the, you know, um, Skyrim collector's edition box. Collector's yeah. edition box yeah. that I have. Yeah. Hanging out in my room over here. Yeah, not as fat, but just as tall. <laughs> like, yeah. oh my god! And you know what? If the uh, the sleeve, like, if it's actually got a sleeve, I'm actually gonna um, join it with my Skyrim thing up there. So it'll be pretty cool looking, man. I'm pretty psyched for it. You know, I wonder if it looks like I didn't really see it in clo up close in the video. If it look, if the actual box looks like a like a lore book you find in the world. 
Oh yeah. Like what parts of the spine, the other part like the pages you see. Yeah. That would be cool. Oh, that would be cool. The last book I read was in the fifth grade. It was Hatchet. I'm not paying twenty bucks for a book I'm not gonna read and a statue that's just gonna collect dust. Vote kick Dave. Vote kick Dave. Wabajack in his hand, Dave. Oh yeah, here's here, here. Here. Yeah, if it came with a, a Wabajack, oh my god. <laughs> I would be throwing money at that. I would sell my cat oh, for poor a chance Mal. at that. Mal would so, be gone. You know what though? Mal Mal's a boy and and I think he would respect the that decision uh made between between you and he, two men. Regarding that, I, I think he would respect the selling. You know, you know what would happen if I came at him to try to sell him? He'd whoop my ass. Probably would. He would He would turn around and he'd try to sell me for more money to buy, I don't know, cat smut. You something. did name him after a dictator, of course. So. Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, so, so Lou, uh, I mean, Dave. Dave's pretty much useless in this conversation because he's a jerk. Uh, <laughs> Well, uh, Lou, I mean, you bought the physical copy. By the way, uh, on the physical copy thing, we'd be giving one away very, very soon. Um, I know I may have announced that on Twitter at some point. I, I don't know. But we are going to actually give away a, a physical copy. I I reserved it um, at GameStop. So uh, more on that at some other point. But stay tuned. We, we will be giving a physical copy away. Lou, you got the physical copy. What What do you think? What are you most excited about? Uh, all of it. Um, I mean, I first and foremost, I really, I'm looking forward to that book, the yes. actual book, because uh, I actually read them. <laughs> uh, when I picked up these collection edition for Skyrim, uh, I read the hell out of that art book, and you know, I, I recently, you know, I've had to stop and put it back and put it away because it's getting to the point where you can definitely tell I've been reading it. Yeah, it increases the pages. <laughs> Got some wear on like, it. Oh, fingerprint smudge here and there. I'm like, oh man. So to preserve the quality of the book, I had, you know, I was like, oh, I got to put it away. Yeah. So now it's back in its plastic sleeve and, and packed away. But yeah, like I mentioned before, I am definitely reading that book, especially during install time, <laughs> to help pass the time away. Uh, I'm also looking forward to, you know, the statue. All right, yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm getting that, but uh, Moloch Ball as a as, as Lord Mass himself just said, yeah, kind of freaky if you put him out there somewhere in your room. Like, ah, you know, no. <laughs> he, he may stay in the box. Well, <laughs> so, well, dude, do you have the Skyrim Collector's Edition, right? Yeah, Alduin's cool, but, you know, Molag Ball with the mace, I don't know. <laughs> no, you could make, like, this, like, epic battle scene as, like, Molag Ball is, like, facing down Alduin and he's, like, on his wall. That's, That's what true. I'm going to do. I know. <laughs> That's actually yeah, and, pretty I'll, good. and I'll put the fallout, you know, bobblehead pip boy, bobblehead right there in the middle. Go, I'm caught in the middle. What am I going to do? I like the part when he says, look at the tiny torment on this individual's face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually get that. And then someone mentioned in the chat room that there's actually voice clips in the background with that. Yes. When they zoom in on that, the yes. guy's like screaming or not yelling something at more like ball. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. They, they have, they have little, little, little clips to, to make it, you know, amusing. So. Very awesome video. Uh, Shank, what what Yo. say you on some of this? Want weigh in a bit, sir? Um, I'm I like this video a lot because, and I'm glad they put it out now rather than like a month or like at launch time. Like they announced the Imperial Edition, like the next day or two, boom, that video's up showing you exactly what you're getting. Um, with you know at least the the, the physical edition of the uh, 
of of the of this collector's edition, and I I really like it. I mean, it's 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 great to see. I mean, for one thing, like it was cool to see just like the scale of the things and how large they were going to be. But yeah, uh, I'm just I'm super excited for it because like I like these collector's editions, and I don't really buy collector's editions of things. And when I do, it's kind of a big deal, I think. So I'm looking forward to it. The only thing I wish that was a part of this. Um, Collector's edition, I would have gladly paid extra for it too. Was if they included the soundtrack, um, and I noticed that they didn't include the soundtrack for the Skyrim collector's edition either. Um, and yeah, I went ahead and got that anyway. <laughs> really, really bummed by that actually. Yeah, I think it would have been kind of cool. I mean, I I love the music in these games, um, and I mean, I have both the Oblivion and the Skyrim soundtrack, and um, it, you know, I, that would have been kind of cool, but. You have to imagine that they're going to be doing some sort of release um, of the soundtrack as like a bundle or, or something, you know. Yeah. You, you um, know and when they do, I'm, I, I know I'm going to buy it. I, I know for a fact, Evarwin, you're going to get it. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, <laughs> I, I've got all the soundtracks that, that are available. Um, you know you know what happened with the Skyrim soundtrack was the game was out for a while, and then uh, they they did, I think it was... Jeremy um, Soule's release? Yeah, Jeremy Soule released it on his site, and they kind of mm-hmm. hyped it saying like, you know, hey guys, check it out. Mm-hmm. He's. They said he's involved in this soundtrack. Um, they may have it where you know they just release it on Jeremy. You know, Jeremy Soul actually releases it on his website, mm-hmm. and uh, you can buy it through there. So, but that yeah. won't happen till I mean, way after launch. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad he's involved because like it wouldn't be like the music is such a important piece of these games, and like to carry that sort of theme through. Yeah. Um, so it, it warms my heart to know that he is involved in uh, in a certain manner. Oh, absolutely! All right, um, moving moving right along, uh, we've got the Ask Us Anything Variety Pack Twelve. Here's our favorites. Now on Freydos Morningstar the thirty first, uh, we have a brand new list of questions answered by Zoss. And now the crew here has delved into the Q and A and handpicked our favorites to present on the show here tonight. Uh, now, Dave, uh, your your uh, I see your webcam's down. I'm hoping maybe yeah, you're still there. Yeah, my camera's freaking out. All right, man. Well, uh, I know you've got the first you got the first question here. You want to go into your favorite one? Maybe read absolutely out the, read out the question, and, that, and then I'll figure out my camera issue, and then read out the answer. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I may just ask the question and not the answer. Is that cool? Just leave the the answer up to you know. The internet imagination. Yeah, I mean that's that's uh, <laughs> bad, but sure. But I mean, what do <laughs> no, let's go for it. Lead this a is horse from to water. Sven Dinti Dinti Peter Kenneth Peter. This is from what was it? Kenneth. Shank's Kenneth. name Kenneth. Kenneth. It's Kenneth. It's from Shank. <laughs> it's Kenneth. All right, Sven D. Sven D. says. <laughs> Do people who order the Imperial Edition gain a big advantage over those who do not? Yes, they instantly win at the game. Yes, you <laughs> instantly get max level, and uh, everything in the world is given to you. No, the correct answer is... <laughs> Poke, I can't believe they even have to answer this. We're poking a bear. We really are. We shouldn't be doing this. We already got a one-star review from our opinions on last episode. Oh, <laughs> <Aw>, boo-hoo. <laughs> No, it says, no, with the Imperial Edition, you get the opportunity to play as a rogue Imperial who has broken from their Daedra-worshipping ways, and you get a unique racial skill line of equal gameplay impact 
to the other race's unique racial skill lines. As an Imperial, you also get a mount and the automatic ability to craft items into the Imperial style. All the non-Imperial races can also learn this ability after locating the corresponding racial motif. Motif, sorry. Imperials do not begin the game in a unique starting location or via a separate quest, but they can start in any alliance as befits their status as unaligned outcasts of their province. Being an Imperial includes a racial skill line that offers unique gameplay opportunities, but there is not an overall gameplay advantage. And it is an opportunity to set yourself visually apart in the lands of Tamriel. They should have said in the lands of Nern, right? Well, it's either one. No, Nern's right. Tamriel sucks. (laughs) Anyway, gameplay benefits within this edition have been designed to avoid bestowing unfair advantages over players who do not purchase the special edition. This is cool content designed for some of our biggest fans who wish to have something different from other collector's editions in the market. The only other alternative would have been to offer a collector's edition that offers no in-game items whatsoever. That simply didn't seem fair to fans who were excited about the game and want some special digital items. Okay, so so Dave, uh, I guess I guess weigh in a little bit here. What what say you on on this? You know, as a hardcore MMO fan, I would not buy a special edition that g- didn't have anything in game. Mm. Yeah. That's just me. They they're speaking about me. Kind of par for the course when it comes to released MMOs. I mean, you know, look at all the stuff that you got when you got the collector's edition of of Star Wars: The Old Republic. You know, I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, mud crab, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, a little vanity. In, in all like honesty, that. they could have just included the mud crab, and I would have jumped on this like wet on rice. Mm-hmm. Because, come on, take a moment, look deep down in yourself, and tell me that that isn't the coolest freaking thing ever. Yeah. It's not, Dave. It's dumb. Go away. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, Shank Lou, I mean, anything on this? I mean, this this kind of this yeah. kind of seems to be, you know, part of the part of the old. Uh, I mean, you know, this is what, kind of what people are talking about this week. So, what what I like about this answer, the the one piece of this answer that stood out for me was in the beginning. I think it was like the fifth sentence or whatever, where he says the answer says, "quote." All non-imperial races can also learn this ability after locating the corresponding racial motif. That means you got to explore the game, guys. That's that's that's. I think Dave was saying last week. You know that it's in game. You you learn this ability in game. You know, so that this crafting style is available. You got to go out and find it, work for it. I like that. You know, the that I think this this shows. I mean, I don't know. They they haven't really said uh, other information on you know um, how or if the imperial uh, race specifically will be available um, to the non pre order folks um, after launch, um, 
but at least this piece here, that that ability to craft those um, imperial style um, armor, weapons, what have you, that is available in game. You just have to go find it, which, in all honesty, makes somebody like me, who is an explorer, happy because that gives me even more incentive to go out and explore the world. I just think you know that, that so specifically that piece. I, I I like that 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 piece right there. I mean, uh, the other side of the coin here is that I, me personally, I sort of disagree with with that in game. I don't necessarily think that's that's uh, a good idea, you know. But I think that's probably the only thing that I actually do disagree with regarding the the uh, Imperial Edition. Uh, Lou, what about you? Well, I'm glad Zoss took the time to, and put this answer together out there. Uh, for me, at least in my opinion, I think it assuages a lot of people's fears about uh, their perceptions that came with the Imperial Edition. All right? Because here we go. Here, here, what do they say? Um, Imperials do not begin the game in a unique starting location or via a separate quest, but they can start in any alliance as befits their status as unaligned outcasts of their own province. Right. And pay attention. Being an Imperial includes a racial skill line that offers unique gameplay opportunities, but there is not an overall gameplay advantage. All right. Gameplay benefits for this edition have been designed to avoid bestowing unfair advantages over players who do not purchase the special edition. All right. So being Imperial, hey, you're on the same playing field as all the other races in the game. Yeah. Uh, and, no, I, I, I hate to interrupt, but like you, that – I completely agree. It's a, being an Imperial includes a racial skill line that offers unique gameplay opportunities. Correct me if I'm wrong, gentlemen, but don't all the races have yeah. their own mm-hmm. unique, different racial uh, skill lines and opportunities? Yeah, they do. That's okay. Uh, yeah. So this is just do. this is just another list. This one's one more. not less advantage advantageous. More. Right. I mean, it's just another racial skill line. Right. right. It doesn't right. impugn okay. upon all the other races. It's just every race has their own. So guess what? As we fit in the game, they get their own too. As every other race in every Elder Scrolls game ever made has, um, you know, and, and again, you know, this is again. I, I want to just reinforce what Dave said. Yeah, being a hardcore MMO fan myself, it was. If there was nothing digital in game being offered, I wouldn't waste my money on this either. Uh, well, I would have gotten the art book, but <laughs> I would have waited if they offered that separately because I, I wouldn't waste, you know, all that if I knew I wasn't going to get only one part of that. You know, because I, I do actually do like the cool stuff in game as well. You know, especially as Rowan just said, the tour stuff, the Star Wars Old Republic. Come on, close edition there. You got a speeder, you got a little holiday answer, a little mini pet, <laughs> a flare gun. <laughs> you got a cool in game title. Yeah, there's a lot of digital stuff that that Star Wars uh, gives out. Yeah, I just I I just pulled this out just to prove the point. Uh, I actually have my Diablo three collector's edition from when it came out. Um, just to show what it included, mm-hmm. uh, it included a full art book, a soundtrack, a behind-the-scenes Blu-ray, two DVD set, of course, the game. It also included in-game wings for Diablo three, World of Warcraft pet, and three portraits for StarCraft two. Uh, the big thing that was the turning point on whether or not I would buy this is this right here. Uh, which I guess this is the equivalent to your Molig Ball. Uh, this little awesome-looking box that included a Diablo skull and 
USB that went right into the front of it. Yeah, I uh, I remember you going nuts about that on. Yeah, uh, this is my baby. Yeah, off the record. That is a pretty cool little thing. <laughs> it is, and you know what? For for someone who's as into Elder Scrolls as I'm into Diablo. I mean, Diablo was a huge part of my life. For anyone who who had listened to my show, you'd know that. Yeah. Um, this was huge for me. So I, it, there was no question about it that I had to get this. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there are people who see that Molag Ball statue and just fall to their knees because it's beautiful. Oh, it's cool. It is beautiful. But, I mean, even with this being, like, a huge part of my life, this still is gathering dust on my mantle. So... I mean, I don't think anyone expects you to bathe with it. Yeah, yeah. I do. I do. You, you would just rub yes. this all. Oh, oh, oh yes. No, no, oh, no, God. No, oh, no, gross, no, dude. Oh. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I and if we're going to, because we seem to be sort of like orbiting around like a, a discussion point going on in the community right now uh, regarding the the Imperial Edition and and some some you know thoughts that people have on it, you know. I mean, we're talking basically just just really about this question and, and this answer. Um, you know, we I think we went into a lot of that on the last episode, and mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't necessarily feel like talking more Treading. about. I mean, it's yeah, it's just whatever. Um, so I, I mean, we're I guess I'll just say that you know I I, I intentionally really just don't want to discuss anything going on with that right now we've got some emails that, that'll talk about it later on but for this question i mean you know we're we're really just talking about this and that's it so um all right guys anything else on that one okay so then it's lou's turn all right uh the one i picked out just to at the uh first look over is says this one comes from renee clee and renee writes in Hello, I am not a big PvP player, so I wonder if I have to live in constant fear of getting killed by an enemy player while I'm questing, and maybe I will be unable to finish the quest because I can lose items. To which, Sauce answers, while Cyrodiil, our open PvP area, is certainly large, rest assured that there is an even larger area that does not allow PvP, the world. You can safely level a character to 50 and beyond without ever going to Cyrodiil if you choose. However, once you venture into Cyrodiil, you'll have to be on the lookout for enemy players. If one or several find you, you won't lose items or even have your gear degrade when you die. But you may have to travel to your alliance's nearest control territory to resurrect. Okay, that was a fear of mine, which they just, it now lies smashed and ruined at my feet. The whole, that if you do die in Cyrodiil, that all of a sudden your your stuff is lost and your gear is like basically toast. But they said that you're not going to lose items or your gear, gear won't degrade, so. Yeah, that's pretty much par for the course on well, modern. I, I mean, honestly, I honestly didn't know that. <laughs> so that, no, that's, I, I know, it's just, that's, I can't even remember the last MMO that made your gear degrade or lose your gear. Actually, I think it was Anarchy Ultima. Online. Yeah, Ultima does that, or used to do that, and Anarchy too, yeah. Yeah, those are the ones that I know of that uh, you lose your gear or they degrade from PvP. Pretty much everything else, PvP is, you know, you don't lose your stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. If you, you're not punished... 
for player versus player, which is a good thing that you you want to allow people, even if they're, you know, completely overpowered by someone, you don't want them to be, oh, well, I'm not going to lose money on somebody beating me, you know, that you want them to be able to come back and enjoy it, even if they can't enjoy it when they're where they're at right that second. I, I do have a question though, um, specific to this game and maybe MMOs in general. But so say Dave, um, I come across Dave and I valiantly slay him in PvP. Um, can I loot your stuff? Yes and no. You can uh, do that in this game from other P- from other PvP. I don't know about this game, but I can tell okay. you in in other PvP. Uh, specifically, I'm talking about Swotor, Rift, WoW, other big name, you know, top 10 MMOs that have PvP in them. When you kill an opponent, you have the possibility of looting them. Now, this doesn't do the same thing as actually looting them. Rather, it gives you sometimes a, a sellable item of really cheap cost, or it gives you a small amount of gold, but it does not remove that gold from the player. Neither does it allow you access to items that were on that player. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Other games like Ultima Online, when that first yeah, came you can out, actually take crap. yeah, they actually—if <laughs> you got killed by an enemy player, they could take literally everything off your body, your gear, your money, everything yep. that was on you. So you could literally be robbed blind. Yeah, but don't, <laughs> by don't an enemy player. listeners, do not worry. That is not yeah. something that that has been announced. It is not a part of this game. Right. You know, don't. As far as we know, and and I'm pretty sure it's not a part of this game because if it was a part of this game, they would have announced it already because they they talked a lot about PvP. So, right. and the big thing I want to point out with this particular question is that you know they answered that question I think quite nicely. The fact that yeah, there's a whole big area that's not PvP. Mm. Okay, it's not Cyrodiil, yeah. meaning it's all the lands of the Admiral Dominion. All the lands of the Evan Heart Pact, all the lands of Daggerfall Covenant. So, you don't have to ever venture into Cyrodiil to do the uh, PvE quests that are there. And that's one place you will never see Shank. But, you know, <laughs> I, wanted to point, I wanted to bring this up to bring a point of fact. Yeah, there are going to be quests like that there. Yeah, there's a lot of in PvE content in Cyrodiil, they were saying. Lots exactly. and lots of PvE content, man. Yeah. You, but, would, you would be doing yourself a disservice if you didn't go into Cyrodiil, I'm sure. Exactly, and you know, there's the caveat right there. It's in the PvP area of the world, so I want to point out. You know, I I can just picture in my head a few weeks from now, people on the forums when this game goes live, playing. Oh my God, I got ganked while trying to do a, you know a simple quest in Cyrodiil. This is BS. <laughs> I'm sorry. What warning did you not see earlier on that you are now entering PvP area, or did you not know that Cyrodiil's entire PvP area you're open to be attacked at any time? <laughs> when you just hope bravely that, run away that Cyrodiil doesn't end up Ilum. I mean it can't oh. be right because it, you know everything PvP is there it can't be Ilum. yeah got I'm not. I'm sure it won't Ilum was was very horribly broken uh shank let's let's move on to you sir all right um that's not my there we go uh, this question was uh, raised by Diem Arez. The question is, we know that not all of Tamriel will be available for exploration upon release. This is understandable as quality is more important than quantity. What I wonder is, 
how will the unavailable zones be separated from the rest? An invisible wall? An impassable fog? Zoss replies with, if an area isn't ready to be explored yet, there will be natural terrain features preventing access. Slaughterfish will also discourage you from swimming too far out. Um, my initial reaction to this answer is incredible happiness. Yeah. Because there is nothing more destructive to immersion when you're just traipsing across the world, completely lost in it, lost track of time, and all of a sudden, bam, you can't go that way. Okay, well, that was... I mean, you just kill for me. Like, that totally kills my immersion. And, you know... you might say Shank. Doesn't Skyrim and Oblivion do this? Uh, Shank! You, you would Doesn't be correct. Skyrim and Oblivion do this? You, you are correct. Skyrim and Oblivion do do this. They say <laughs> you cannot travel that way. You must turn back or something to that effect. Seeing something like this, you swim too far out. Slaughterfish will attack you. You don't just swim into an invisible wall. You're trying to cross a mountain. You're trying to, like, you just keep walking. You come across this impassable cliff. There's no invisible wall. It's a physical barrier within the game that you can see and experience in a tangible way that is so that is like a perfect way to keep you in that moment in that world without a message popping up saying you can't walk and there's just an invisible wall yeah because it promotes imagination you still your imagination is not broken you're still you you hit that 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 mountain and you say to yourself i wonder what's on the other side instead of hitting a, a a a a uh an invisible barrier and you say oh i guess the game just ends here yeah and that's that's exactly it and i've gotten so upset because in skyrim i've actually turned that off in the in my editing that in the files so this makes me happy there's a physical mountain you cannot get by what's beyond that exactly exactly that's that's exactly it no like shank i'm literally asking you when you when you take that road that's heading south i think what like out of the reach or something Uh uh-huh what What's beyond oh, what's, that? What's beyond that? The road actually keeps going, and then you'll actually start seeing the uh, the textures going flat, and then the nav mesh just ends because they didn't expect fools like me to just keep walking. And what happens with- when you walk through? The- <laughs> what happens when you just go past the nav mesh? You fall through the world. Okay, and that's it. Yeah, you just you just fall through the world, and it just ends. So at that point, you oh, you reload a save. <laughs> I, I would have just said, gotcha. you know, the cliffs of insanity. <laughs> but okay, we'll take care of your boring flat mesh texture. But um, I mean that, that's what I'm saying. I, I like this because Yvarwin, you said it perfectly. You hit a mountain, your mind immediately begins to race. What's what lies beyond this? Yeah, you know, I cannot wait to go adventure there. And all of a sudden, there's because from what you guys have explained to me about MMOs, you get this like massive game changing patch or whatever mm-hmm. that adds this content. And all of a sudden, oh my god, I can see a pathway carved into this mountain. I can finally see what's. A- that's so cool. I love that. I could go off on this forever. I love it. It's it's keeps me in the experience. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you have a dwarf, you know, with a standing next to a a door that wasn't there and says, you know, oh there, uh, we just blew this thing open. You won't believe what's inside. And here's a quest. And <laughs> what? And there you go. So, <laughs> um my the my answer or my question and answer that I thought was very interesting from uh, the the latest Q&A variety pack, which you can find at ElderScrollsOnline.com, by the way, is by Loki, who asks, according to your statement, 
A guild can only claim one keep at a time. How does this work if you are a member of several guilds? Can you choose which you want to claim a keep for? And the answer is, you can indeed choose which guild you want to claim a keep for. There's only two requirements. You have to have permission from that guild to claim alliance resources, and the guild must have declared allegiance to the alliance that controls the keep. Same goes for releasing an alliance resource. So um, I like this because, number one, uh, it's I don't think we've heard this before coming from Zenimax, and number two... Uh, this was this was a, uh, a it was a very interesting question because you know I I myself had been wondering how is that going to work because if you're in two guilds how do you determine which one is going to is going to claim a keep if you're PvPing in Cyrodiil and and the answer is basically um, if your guild has chosen an allegiance and you have the permission then you can do it so it's very uh, it's very good I like that. Any uh, any input, guys? All right. Uh, so so we uh, we want to mention again our second sponsor for the show, which is Tweaked Audio. TweakedAudio.com. They offer quality headphones, also free worldwide shipping and fantastic customer service, and they have a lifetime warranty for their headphones. Uh, you'll need our code off the record in order to get thirty percent off your entire order. At tweakedaudio.com. Let me uh, go ahead and open up the website here and show you what's new over there. Um, these earbuds, and headphones, whatever you want to call them, we we love them. Their their product is just utterly fantastic. Uh, truly, um, whenever we have someone who who tweets at us, you know, hey, just bought a new pair of tweaked audio uh, headphones. They really are as good as you're saying. Uh, that that just that just, it makes me feel awesome because I, I want to I want to recommend good products for our listeners, which is why we never you know talk about I don't know like energy drinks and all that other crap. We we don't ask them to. No, I'll so. sell energy drinks. I'm ready to sell out. No, not at all. <laughs> this is this is a good product that you can get behind for the money that you're paying. You're you're receiving quality that far exceeds the amount that that uh, you are actually putting out. Uh, for example, you've got you've got some over here like this one. This is their new their new headphone set called the Eddy. These things are sixty nine ninety five. That is not cheap. Uh, however, just like with the rest of their headphones, uh, you are going to be receiving the the audio clarity and durability. Excuse me, the audio clarity and quality of something that's that's hundreds of dollars. And I, I believe these are comparable to like Beats Audio. Uh, so is the rest of of their product. We we use their product as well. Um, I use these uh, classic classic tweaked. These are twenty nine ninety five. Why are they Why are they uh, the this price? Because they're very durable. The clarity is fantastic, and they have an inline microphone. Not to mention they have a gold plated plug that ensures the clarity and uh, quality of your audio as well. It's twenty nine ninety five on their site. But with our code off the record, 30% off, free worldwide shipping. So you, you pay $29.95, but you actually get them a little bit cheaper, and they get sent to you for free no matter where you're at. So it's a fantastic deal. And, hey, if anything goes wrong, consider it. Consider this $29.95 an investment 
in your in your audio experience because if anything goes wrong you call them up hey tweaked audio something's wrong no problem we'll send them you a new pair that's their lifetime warranty and their great customer service kicking in again 29.95 on their site 30 percent off with a code off the record free worldwide shipping great customer service and a lifetime warranty that says if you ever have a problem you get a new pair for free you don't have to pay anything extra TweakedAudio.com, fellas. Thank you very much for sponsoring our show today. On to the dev question of the week. Was that good? Did that did that go well? No. No, just, huh? No. Just no. Here you go, guys. Listen up. Here is your question of the week. Hi, my name's Taryn Lyon, and I'm a customer service agent here at the Elder Scrolls Online, and this is your Question of the Week. So now that you've learned more about ESO through our videos and articles, have you changed your mind about what your character's allegiance, race, or class will be? What about the weapons or armor that you'll use? What will your first character look like? Very interesting question, given some of the thoughts that we've been having here at Elder Scrolls Off the Record. What do you think, guys? Some of the things that you've learned. Now, we've we've always said way, way back that this is going to be an Aldmeri Dominion show. But uh, recently, you know what? That may have changed. I don't remember ever saying that. Okay, so so Dave, uh, what what are you thinking about your... You're a faction. Um, well, first off, if there's anything it's going to be, it's not going to be Aldmeri Dominion. Okay. That's pretty much it. Okay, so so why so strongly against AD? Because I played Skyrim. Okay, and you don't like I, the Falmer. I hate the Aldmer. The Falmer. The, uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, the Thalmor. The Thalmor. I hate them so much I can't even play them. Okay, in the past. but Dave, you've got to understand, like that's that's a thousand years from Elder mm-hmm. Scrolls Online. It's it's a yes, different I, I agree, regime. but look at it this way. The principles set in the present were built in the past. It's the people a thousand years ago that were allowed to live that bred and and born the the Thalmor that exists in Skyrim. You can't say yeah. that. I can't no, because you can't. I feel no, that you every look at pre- I feel that every Aldmer should have been wiped out. Look at so, Dave. Look at what? look at look at present day Germany, pre- present mm-hmm. day Italy. Okay, or uh, present day Japan. All right, all okay. of these name all of these one places. good thing that's ever come out of the Aldmer. And I'll agree with you because I mean, Italy has pizza. Queen Germany the has hotness. Her- the hotness of Queen Irene. Queen Irene. Okay, she's not hot. What? I will have her head. What? I will have her head. <laughs> what? She, she will die. 
What? You know, you know what, Dave? I can, I can, I can respect that. I mean, you, you have you. Skyrim was well, like the first game that you really had your like not, major Elder Scrolls experience, and it's it really influenced the your play style and your your just general outlook and experience on it. I can, I can respect that. I mean, you if you're what, basing it off of you know what, that experience, I, I I can understand why. Dave, you're a racist. Shank, what? what <laughs> <laughs> I hey, before you do anything, I just want to say that I'm probably going to go uh, Dormer. And or not Dunmer? Wait, wait. Dunmer. Dunmer. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to tell anybody, but I, I'm the only person who can play Dwemer in ESO. No, I, <laughs> I, I'm. <gonna> be <laughs> yeah, I got the Dwemer Imperial Edition, son. No. Know about missing content now? What do you mean, Dave has a Dwemer Imperial Edition? What? Well, it's a pay gate. What? The <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean Dunmer. Dang it! He didn't disappear. <laughs> You, you bastard. <laughs> Shank, what about you? <laughs> um, I'm going to be representing uh, the Aldmeri Dominion uh, Sony edition, if you will. <laughs> um, and I'm going to, um, obviously I'm going to be playing with a bow, but I want to... Traditionally, in Elder Scrolls game, I've just done like the bow sneak thing, and, and I genuinely love it. But I haven't put, I haven't tried some magic with it as well. I, I want to try that with uh, this guard, especially what they've told us about the way that their uh, skills and class templates are uh, set up. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna try one of the magic-ish classes, um, cut paired with my bow and you know bread and butter sneak. Okay, and what about you, Lou? Uh, seeing all the all the videos and other trailers in the past, all the stuff we'd seen up to this point, initially I was actually going to probably try the Nightblade first. Mm-hmm. Seeing that every animal I played in the past, I've always started off a a ranger type class, so I figured I was going to do that. You know, wielding the bow and dual wielding at the same time. But after seeing, uh, you know, the latest uh, dev video, the gameplay. It's like, you know what, I'm actually going to try that uh, the, in a sorcerer. Give that a shot first. You know, play that type of class. Especially linked to more now my playstyle with the Battle Mage on Skyrim. I've been leaning more and more towards, you know, I, I probably want to start off as a mage. You know, ranged uh, magic DPS type uh, character when ESO launches. Okay. And I, I don't know if I caught it. Did you say what, what faction? Uh, yeah, probably it's going to be for the queen. Mm, Come on. Although, I always suspect that I am an Altaholic, so I will have other characters in the Ebonheart Pact and in Daggerfall Covenant. Just because, you know, I've got to have my Nord represent. Got to have that going. Represent. And then, you know, the Bretons. The Bretons. And here's our king. (laughs) Shank, what what about you? I I don't know if I caught exactly what faction. We've got Ebonheart Pact down here with Dave. We've got Lou, Aldmeri Dominion. What about about you, man? Yeah, I'm going to be doing the – I'm going to be a – I can actually tell you I'm going to be a Bosmer in the Aldmeri Dominion. AD. Um, What the hell's wrong with you people? Yeah, I mean Bosmer is my favorite race, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right, Dave. Don't let the door hit your butt on the way out, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) All right, um, me real cute when her head's on a pike. <laughs> Listen, man, you're you're one nasty Jillian Anderson comment away from me just call, ending the call. With you. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Like, I mean, <laughs> I I love Queen Irene. I think she's just 
quite she's a character. Blonde, okay, I don't I don't care for blondes. That's exactly what it is. Okay, that's all right. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm not that shallow. But she's blonde. It's terrible. But I think you are that shallow. <laughs> um, honestly, Daggerfall Covenant is is what I've been leaning toward. I I know I said you know Aldmeri Dominion and and I know I said maybe Ebonheart Pack, but honestly, like. I really kind of feel that Daggerfall Covenant may be the place for me. Totally like against usually what I go for uh, because they they do have the orcs. Um, I'm usually very much like anti-orc. The the Bretons, sure, you know. Um, King, you know, King Emmerich, not necessarily the. You know the most, the most, uh, the the best ruler out of all three. Um, certainly, Iren and and Yorun are far more charismatic. I don't know what it is. It's it's really like it's really the setting. I believe. I, I think I, I've seen some of the setting, and I think that's what I've enjoyed is is just being there versus maybe anywhere else. I don't know. Oh, I think I'm sort of you know, Skyrimmed out, to be honest. Right now, I appreciate you so much for not picking the queen. <laughs> but, uh, look, I, I love Iren. I love her character. I love everything. All the information that they released about her and, and all the other guys. Like, I, I just, I love her. I adore her. Uh, she is a wonderful character, and I would never, ever, ever, you know, begrudge her anything. But I think regarding like what I would enjoy spending the most time on faction wise, I, so far it feels like it might be, you know, from from some of the stuff that you you know you've been reading online and all that about the factions. I think Daggerfall Covenant may be for me. So we got four hosts, we got all the different factions and uh, two different platforms, man. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, just you know, four. Yeah, but nerds. you got to figure uh, we're all of the same viewpoint. Uh, and uh, we share. We're only fanboys. Keep yes. that in mind. Yes. Keep we're in mind, we are only fanboys. We're fanboys who's getting paid by Zenimax to do our show. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> oh my god! Just keep that in mind. This is and also you... anybody anybody who plays an Argonian, uh, you're you're not allowed to just right. just just. I don't want to see you. You know we uh, <laughs> we're getting paid from Zenimax and Bethesda. <laughs> We've never said anything bad about these folks or, or been critical like, about their games. We've ripped these people up and down. How many episodes have I said how bad Oblivion is? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, how many times have I, like... God, that game sucks. Beat you sorry, because you just, said that. Oh. Do, you, do you know how long it took me to get Pete Hines to not want to punch me in the face, like, on site? <laughs> <laughs> He's a, he avoids me anytime there's a chance that me and him would be in the same room. After, I, yeah, I don't... I don't and honestly, you know what? <laughs> I, I I really wonder. I I wonder how we were still paid after some of the um um articles I and editorials that I've written. I'm sure we're still paid, right? Yeah, we we still collect a paycheck. <laughs> if there were the... ever a chance for us to get paid, you would be the reason we wouldn't. <laughs> yes, it's true. No, it's true. It's, it is true. <laughs> that is actually true. That is actually true. It's a hundred percent true. It would be like this. Yeah, we really like you guys. We're, we're going to pick you up as the official Elder Scrolls uh, podcast for our for, for Bethesda. Um, but there's that Shank guy. 
Not too sure about his opinion. Would you mind just you know, getting rid of him? Yeah, he's allowed to have his own opinion, so we're not going <laughs> to. And I would say, yes, Todd Howard. I have no problem firing Shank. <laughs> Todd Howard would then be, no, we've sent you a broadsword in the mail and a ticket to Texas. You know what to do. <laughs> Your two-handed will increase. I wouldn't mind. I would. I'd play it up. I'd send. I'd send Shank a letter with a black hand on it. We know. <laughs> Says I know. I know. You know I, what I would do, Barwin. You know what I would do. I would just log out at that point. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry, this is a persistent world. <laughs> I got Maury sending me text messages. Where's our money, bro? <laughs> <laughs> beautiful oh man our listeners are awesome they they just destroy the hell out of us like every chance they get they just beat the crap out of us and we come back every week asking for more (laughs) (laughs) we love you guys so much all right so um that's it no more discussion points and probably a good thing at this point um so so we're gonna move on to the crafting table my challenge of the week Just fists. No weapons, no magic, no crying. Let's go. Never should have come here. Somebody help! Damn you. So close to Valentine's Day. Nothing says loving like a couple of good, solid, you know, crafting what? mods. so what's good i don't know what's going on on the show guys (laughs) well you just played the uh crafting table table, which is it pretty much brings me back to the worst summer camp days of my life yeah well and and on that we'll we'll talk about that uh sometime never shank (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you, my friend, were were asked to to play uh, Gerald Village by Blas Forty Four, a a mod for Oblivion. I was, and um, first things first. Um, if you guys uh, want to pick up this mod, I strongly recommend you guys get something first called the Oblivion Mod Manager. It's a very, very simple, easy tool that you use to manage your mods from the Oblivion Nexus. Um, it's, it's literally just like drag-and-drop installation, um, and it's, it's easy. Regarding this specific mod, this is called uh, Gerald Village. And what it does is it adds a, uh, a, a city, basically a fully functioning uh, village, in the Gerald Mountains northeast of Bruma. So if you guys know your map, um, if you have Bruma here and you have uh, Knoll Mountain here, it's about kind of between the two up in the uh, north there. So um, it's, it's basically – it's a small little village. Um, what it, It's got a couple of cool little things. There is a, uh, an inn. There's a farm with a bunch of like animals and stuff in there. And there is a um, – I think there's a shop as well. So it's, it's pretty cool. It's, like, it's, like, it's, a, it's a sort of self-contained little village. Now, beware that if you do want this mod, you need a, um, a – I guess a prerequisite mod and uh, – it's called the Settlements of Cyrodiil Resource Pack, version 1.3. So you do need that for this mod, um, which I, I got. And uh, I was playing around with this mod. 
I mean, to be to be honest, and I don't know if uh, if Arwen, uh, you might have it up on the screen already. Uh, you do, uh, but some of the screenshots. I mean, honestly, it says it all. It's it's quite a quaint little village. I I could not. I was walking around, kind of with a smile on my face, and I was walking around this village, kind of in the middle of the day, and just letting the ambient sounds and the music kind of hit me. <laughs> and I walked up uh, to the statue because uh, I saw the statue in the screenshot, so I walked up to it. And I was just hanging out there and just watching what was going on. And it was just kind of a cool little experience. You know, I was in a little village up in the mountains. And for somebody like me who I kind of – immersion for me in these games is such – like it's one of the like top priorities for me. And adding something like this, which was so simple – and by the way, in the shop, you can actually like interact and buy and uh, stuff like that – Adding something like this to the game, which was so sort of simple, yet kind of gave you that extra um, remind, just a friendly kind of reminder that you know, yes, this world is alive, and you know, the mi- mountains might be desolate, but there's people here. I liked it. Uh, if you like immersion mods, if you like something that's very simple, um, I've had no issues with it regarding compatibility, and I think the mod page actually says as much. There shouldn't be any issues anyway. Um, I would get it. It's called uh, Gerald, Ma- Gerald Village, sorry, by Blas44, B L A H S 44, and this is on the Oblivion Nexus. It's a great little immersion mod, man. I, I really like it. Very cool. All right, man. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for giving us the the old thumbs up on that. Absolutely. Uh, that brings us to our our very next mod for the week. Now, uh, if you guys are, are not aware of exactly how the mod challenge goes every single week, basically the way it works is uh, each week I present a, a mod that one host and only one host that week will be challenged to download and play. Now, the, the host will click on a link that will be put into our notes for, for them, and the host has until one week, until the next show, to install and try out the mod. All right, so, gentlemen, here is your link, and Lou, this link is for you. Okay, and here we go. Let's open the link. Oh my god, it's the ring! I'm gonna die! Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) All right, and this one is called... Oh, Craftable Automaton Companions by why? Wow, nice name. Onishi Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> and let's see, brief description. Okay. All right. With this mod, you can build dwarven spheres, dwarven spiders, and dwarven centurions to do your evil bidding. Or be your date to a tea party, if that's what you're into. But most people just use them to clobber bandits and whatever other thing would wish you harm. Wow. This is nice. Uh, the drummer robots you construct are summoned uh, via scrolls. So they take up the slot conjured creatures do. Ooh. But it's okay. Let's see. Going to need the dwarven smithing perk. And they are found under the miscellaneous tab in Blacksmith's Forge. Each robot requires different amounts of different kinds of Dwemer metal. And the sphere and spider bots are identical to the ones you find in the wild. Nice. The Centurion is 50% shorter than the ones you... um. Oh, come on. 
you've done daily about protecting some kind of loot chest so that it doesn't clip through the ceiling if you bring it into your house or some other area with a low ceiling. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's a smart idea. Okay. I guess. But it runs three times as fast so it can keep up with you. Nice. Otherwise, your stats and abilities are the same. That's cool. Very cool. All right. So that's Craftable Automaton Companions. <laughs> and uh, this is you know what? by forget you. I'm, I'm o- putting it on my Steam anyway. I'm gonna have it anyway. Syndrome. You forget it. Yeah, man. I mean, if you want to help Lou weigh in on that uh, next You're week, help no, I'm playing it anyway. Totally cool. Okay, dude. Whatever. I'm just gonna take. <laughs> I, I would. I can imagine a situation <laughs> where a certain host who should go unnamed would craft this Centurion, walk into Riften, and immediately start attacking the Argonians, where aforementioned Centurion. <laughs> Would join in. I'm just saying. You're just saying. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. <laughs> On to the Elder Scroll. Library Bookstore, this is Scott. How am I help you? Yes, you have an Elder Scroll. Hello, and what can I do for you? You have an Elder Scroll. An Elder Scroll? Yes. I'd very much like to have those scrolls. Oh, my. And this week, Blue is presenting The Nightingales, Part 2. Thank you, kind sir. And yes, as a continuation from last week, this is Part 2 of The Nightingales, as written by Gallus Dissidinius. So, Volume 2. As a nightingale, I feel compelled to place quill to parchment and record my thoughts regarding my knowledge of our order. If one day the nightingale should vanish from Tamriel, then let this tome serve as a reminder of what we once were and to dispel any rumor or hearsay about our purposes and our motivations. I will attempt to relate the scant bit of knowledge I have of our history to the best of my ability. It is my hope that in the future, someone else may have it upon this writing and amend it in order to expand the, rec- the record of our existence. Our history begins with a well-known tale. The tome, the real Berenziah the Ninth, mentions that a bard named Nightingale tricked Queen Berenziah into revealing the location of an artifact called the Staff of Chaos, which he later claimed for his own. The story goes on to reveal that Nightingale was a powerful Imperial Battlemage named Yagar Tharn in disguise, and that he used the staff to imprison Emperor Euro Septim VIII. His ultimate goal was to assume the form of the banished emperor, and sit upon the throne in his stead. In actuality, the individual identified as the Bard Nightingale was not Yagathon at all. This master disguise was a Nightingale thief named Draven Indoril. Yagathon hired Draven, one of the greatest master thieves in Skyrim, to seduce Berenziah and coerce her into revealing the location of the Staff of Chaos. After the staff was given to Yagathon, he attempted to eradicate Draven, but his Nightingale abilities aided his escape. Yagathorn searched for Draven, but eventually had to abandon the pursuit in order to enact his plans involving the Emperor. It is interesting to note that history refers to Yagathorn as Nightingale, well after the point Draven would have vanished from the story. The distortion of actual events is very typical of Baron's eyes manipulation. With the pressure of blame falling squarely on her shoulders for Irrelevant's imprisonment, she twisted the truth and created a notion that the bard named Nightingale was Yagathorn himself. She felt the tale of being enthralled by the master sorcerer held more forgiving, if not romantic, notion 
and simply being seduced by a master rogue. Some also further speculate that eliminating Draven from history was her attempt at protecting the reputation of Yega Tharn, whom she was rumored to have been quite fond of. Draven had escaped into Morrowind after Yagathorn's pursuit and rejoined the Inderil family, who held an estate quite close to the border of Skyrim, which allowed him to perform his nightingale duties at the Sepulchre if the need arose. He remained there for many years, until the Inderil family began to lose its power and a war between the houses erupted. Not wanting any part of it, and feeling that Yagathorn was no longer a threat, Draven left his homeland behind and settled in the rift under the guise of a miner. Concurrently with Draven's history, Born out of Draven's seduction of Berenziah, the Dunmer Queen eventually bore a child. This child, who Berenziah abandoned with a midwife in an attempt to keep her Nightingale story valid, eventually grew into adulthood and struck out on her own to find her father. Hmm. Calling herself Trollsy, she overturned every stone in Skyrim looking for any traces of Draven. After an unknown number of years passed, she finally located him in a small mining community called Shore's Stone. He was quite elderly now. No longer the spry rogue that had seduced Berenziah, but nevertheless, he was still Drossi's father, and he treated her as such. In the remaining years of Draven's life, he imparted the ways of the Nightingale to Drossi until he finally succumbed to his age. Drossi willingly struck the oath of Nightingales and performed her duties well in the service of Nocturnal. She eventually took a husband, and together they had a child whom they named Carlia. Like Drossi's father did for her, Drossi taught Carlyle the art of thievery and how to survive in Skyrim living as a rogue. She intended to pass the Nightingale mantle on to Carlyle, but had to wait until the time is right to reveal it. When she was old enough, Carlyle sure forgot on her own wanted to ply her trade in a larger city. She eventually found her way to Riften and joined the Thieves' Guild under my own leadership at the time. As Carlyle slowly climbed the ranks in the Guild, I watched it progress and saw much of her mother in her methods. After several years passed, I received word that Drossi had been killed defending the Twilight Spalker from a band of mercenaries, and so it became time for the mantle to be passed. I traveled to Nightingale Hall with Mercer Frey, and together we inducted Carlyle into the Nightingales. I will relate my own history in my next volume, and perhaps, as I uncover more information, the history of Mercer Frey as well. <clears throat> that ends... Volume 2 for The Nightingales by Gallus Dresdenius. Hope you all enjoyed it. I also want to say thank you to the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, the Elder Scrolls Wiki, and the Imperial Library for hosting all this great information online. If any one of you, if you enjoy the lore as much as I do, you know, please visit these sites, take a look at all their information, and again, just get lost in that rich world that Bethesda has created for us. Carlia. <laughs> Dude, that lore is legit my favorite part of the show. I love listening to this, man. Yeah, man. Bradford. Bradford. <laughs> Carlia. Oh, well, yeah, the voice chat for Kalia is also, let's see, she's Swotor Lardorn. <laughs> well, this week in Tamrielic Holidays, Sun's Dawn II was Mad Pelagius Day. A Mad Pelagius is a silly little tradition in High Rock in a mock memorial to Pelagius Septim III, one of the maddest emperors in recent history. He died about 350 years ago, so the Septims since have taken it with good humor. In Daggerfall, this is the summoning day for Shiagrath. Yeah. And Sun's Dawn the Fifth, Orthruk Tide. The people of Dwenyan 
have a huge party to celebrate Othrocktide, the day when Baron Othroc took Dwynion from the undead forces who claimed it in the Battle of Whitemore. Well, your, your, your emails are up next, and settle in, guys. From one side or the other, you weighed in and told us exactly how you feel <laughs> on the Imperial Edition. All that and more, next. I've been looking for you. Got something I'm supposed to deliver. Your hands only. Okay. Uh, let's see. How do I want to do this? Uh, Dave, please read the first one. Okie doke. First one comes from Carl Z. Says, I am happy with the Imperial Edition. It allows people more freedom if you want it. I am not happy with how many people are screaming it's a pay-to-win. It's a, not a pay-to-win because none of these things give you any major advantages. It's not like the Imperials are juggernauts. Also, most of the stuff given you can get in-game. It's just now you can have the chance to get it right away, which I did. All the other perks, like all the other perks, play like any other race in the, any other faction, from my understanding. Anyone who buys the game can get that. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Well, that's correct. Also, if you were playing a Nord, the only reason you, you would go to like the Daggerfall is if your friends were there. Just wanted to put my two cents in. Keep up the good work, guys. I really enjoy the show. And that's from Carl Z. Um, I honestly will probably play a Dwemer or a du yeah, Dwemer because I'm getting the, the Dunmer. I'll probably play, you know what? Screw it. The dark elf. I'll be playing a dark elf because that's what it is in, in pretty much any faction I play. That's like the only race I'm willing to pick up there because everything else is stupid. There, there's just one small correction. Um, it's yeah. not anyone who buys the game gets the, any race, any perk, according to the website, it's any, uh, any and all pre-orders. So standard edition, retail, console, doesn't matter. If you pre-ordered it, you get that all race. So it's not anybody who buys the game. It's it's specific to um, the pre-order as, as a bonus. Yeah, pre-order. Okay, uh, the next email shows us the other side of, <laughs> of this debate and uh, is also a little critical of, of some of us here on our show and our opinions. And this came from Chris, who says... My biggest issue with the announcement of the pre-orders is the treasure maps. Those are pay to win. You get maps to exclusive treasure that, as described by the website, in quotes, your bundle of bonus treasure maps will lead you to hidden chests full of loot, end quote. So, if I do not pre-order, then I will not get these awesome maps. So, by not giving them my money now, I miss out. Why I have the biggest issue with all of this is throughout all the interviews and articles, Zoss said, the, uh, Zoss said once you paid for the game and subbed, that was all you needed to do, and everyone was on the same footing. Uh, that's hold, not how they put that. Hold on. Let me get through. <laughs> okay. Also, we're not going to jump on this guy either. You know, <laughs> So relax. Okay. Um, then the cash shop happened. You all even argued against you all even argued against that and pay to win. We were assured once again that was not the case. Then this all happens. Order now and get to play any race in any alliance. Screw the fact that we have been setting up the factions and conflict. Also, you get the rings of Mara, which when you play with your buddy, you can get an XP bonus. 
pay to win. This is the issue. These are the problems. You all glossed over it. Excuse me. You all glossed over all this in your pre-order episode, and that was very disappointing. I have been a big fan for a long time, and your attitudes towards folks who have issues with any of this was very disappointing. The suck it up or do not play response is pretty screwed up. It's a dang shame too. I am in the beta and really like what they had going. But I do not have the time to give my money to a game that wants to double deal. I also do not have time for folk who want to take an elitist bearing. I wish you all fun, but I'm done with ESO and with ESOTR. Chris. Well. (laughs) Uh, I just want... Remember that one email that this guy named Shank sent you guys? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, but go ahead, Ivarwin, with your point. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my, my point is is that um, the, we've, we have received tons and tons of emails regarding our last episode on this subject of, of you know, is, is the pre-order bonuses, are the pre-order bonuses, and is the Imperial Edition a pay gate, a pay-to-win, um, game-breaking, lore-breaking... Uh, it, uh, you know, addition to, to the Elder Scrolls universe. Um, there have been, uh, w- one, another fact I'd like to throw out is, is the fact that, uh, Zenimax Online Studios actually sold out of copies on Amazon.com and GameStop. So, uh, they're, se- they're selling a tremendous, a tremendous amount of these pre-orders. So it's, and in order to do that, I mean, you, you've got to be, I mean, I don't know what the numbers are, but I mean, it's got to be utterly insane. So, um, you know, I guess, I guess those are, those are some facts. Uh, Dave, I know you wanted to say something, so let's, let's go back over to you. Uh, and, and let's, let's see what some of your ideas or thoughts are on, on both of these emails and together. First off, um, I'm pretty sure the cash shop was announced before they announced how the game would be subbed into. Um, That being said, we've known that they would have stuff in the cash shop. In fact, it's not even a cash shop that they announced. They announced a service shop, much like you would see in, oh, every other MMO ever. Mm -hmm. Um, So... I mean that's part of them being a business. What, what's a service like? I'm, I'm, that, they announced just... that they would not have anything in there that could make or break the game for you. That they would not be selling gear. They would not be selling anything like, you know, yeah, something that's going to stop you from playing the content of the game. I mean, I have what... to, I have to disagree with the fact that getting an XP bonus off of the Rings of Mara is pay to win. Oh, I, I will get there in a minute. That's um. <laughs> I, that's not I'm sorry but there's a couple of things that, and I said the last episode you know you can you can define paygate any way you want I was really being actually kind of kind when I said that you really can't define paygate any way you want really the definition of paygate as it exists in MMOs is give us money or you can't experience um, portions of the game you need to experience in order to level your character or progress your character further mm-hmm. no matter how you slice it that's not what 
anything right. being given here is that's not a pay gate. And a the pay rings... gate is you start your character, you play your character, you get to a point where there's no way to advance without giving them five dollars. Right. That's that's what that a pay sounds gate awful, is. dude. It, it's that's it, there's many games uh, out there like that. Yeah, it's not awful. It's just you know it it comes along with a free to play model, and you know sometimes it works, sometimes it's implemented correctly, sometimes it's not implemented correctly. Um, but to, to call to call any of this stuff a pay gate is is really just not using the term correctly. And I'm I'm just I'm not being I'm not being a troll, and I'm not hating on some of our listeners at all. It's just the simple fact that you know you really you just can't define it any way you want. <laughs> uh, so and, and also uh, there's this sentiment out there that um, we had a lot of people uh, tell us that they're not listening to us anymore because of our our opinions on this as of last episode and. You know, really sorry for that. We hate to lose you, folks. Um, but you know, that don't think that that's going to bully us into not saying can, how we feel. Go ahead, Dave. Can I, I just say something real quick? All yeah, four go, of go us ahead. have different opinions. Yes, we do. Can I? Can I just throw that out there? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. show um, to show, we all disagree on stuff. So yeah. Anyway, can, continue, Dave. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah. Vaughn actually left some stuff out of this, and I actually got called out on it. So forgive me if I'm uh, going to be honest with this guy. And if that's what it means to be an elitist, is not to be completely blind and ass backwards in the way you look at things, that's fine. But here's how it works in real life. Well, hold on, Dave. No, uh, come I've, on. I've had enough of this crap. All right, but you can't just say something like that. I, I, I mean, you know, just because someone happens to disagree with you, you can't say that they're ass backwards. That's not. That's well, they're not... ass backwards when when I bring something up, I'm referring to it in comparison to another game that exists. Okay, but let's let's be uh, make sure that we're not calling people or any of our listeners. That's not what we're saying. We're not saying any of you out there who disagree with us are ass backwards. That's not that's not what we're saying. And I wanted to make, I wanted to make sure because Dave's upset and, the, and and of course he is because this email does call him out. And I didn't include that. Um, but we want to, I want to make sure that Dave at least does say that we're not calling people out or we're not telling our listeners that if they disagree with us that they're asking. No, nope, but I don't want this to be on our show if it's someone who blatantly doesn't know what they're talking about just to try to get their voice heard just because they're trying to call us out. The, pa- point, pa- the fact here is this isn't, you know, some crazy, this is the only way to win the game. Mm-hmm. The, he brings up the point of you get the rings of Mara. His his sentence is you get the rings of Mara, which when you pl- play with your buddy, you get an XP bonus, pay to win. Yet that would be a pay to win if that was the only way to get it, and it was some ridiculous amount. Now, just because this is a bonus that people get doesn't mean it's not in the game for months. We've heard that this is attainable in the game at a reasonable amount, too. So far, I've heard, in fact, you're capable of getting multiple ones. Yeah. So, no, this is not a this is the only way to get it or else. And you know what? I'm sorry if that pisses people off. But guess what? You're capable of achieving it in game in a reasonable faction. It's not pay to win. It's not a pay gate. That's what a pay gate is. That's what pay to win is. That means it's not achievable in a reasonable faction. Go play Lord of the Rings online and tell me that buying a pack of quests in that game is reasonably achievable in game. Right. That would be considered. That's actually a pay gate. 
that's and, a pay game. And pay Go to win. Play, um, what's the other one? Perfect World. The game Perfect World. I'm not saying the company Perfect World and all the games they create. I am referencing Perfect World MMO when I say that it has a pay gate in gear that you can buy. In fact, you want to talk about a game that's pay to win? Look at that game. The only way to get the top gear in that game is to purchase it with real money off of the shop in-game. Right. There's, there's now, lots of different... There, there's a lot of different um, examples out there of what exactly pay to win and, and you know, uh, pay gates actually are. And, and that's part of the reason why we are, you know passively on board with with this stuff i mean to be to really to really be brutally honest I, we just don't really care to, well I, no i really do care if, i, I, just, I, just, I, I, I don't really care know, i don't if care this in any way was a pay gate if this in any way was pay to win that'd be different if at any point i felt that this would not be reasonable as a bonus right i would be the loudest bastard in the I'm sorry loudest person in the room right Screaming my head off about that, this. Right. That would obviously be different. If this was actually a pay gate or pay to win or anything like that, yes, of course, that would be completely different. And we've been critical on this show before. Don't, I mean, you know, it was uh, over a year ago, but don't forget some of the stuff that we had to say um, about Bethesda regarding, regarding, uh, you know, Dawngate. And, and we were, we were very vocal about that, you know, when it's necessary to be critical we in fact are. It's just it's regarding this and our personal opinions. It's just not necessary to be to be critical. I mean, this is stuff that it's expected in MMOs, and this is in fact an MMO. And what I what I sort of object to is um, not necessarily the the way that that most of of Chris's email here um, was written, because I, I think Chris brings up a very good point about about the treasure maps. I think Chris was, was, uh, you know, I, I think he brings up a good point. I don't necessarily think it's going to be as severe as, as maybe he's, he's, uh, he's suggesting that, that it is, but, um, I don't like a lot of the comments that, that we were, we've been receiving over, over the last week regarding our, our last episode. Uh, honestly, like some of them border on cyberbullying. Truly. Just because we simply happen to disagree with, with, you know, the personal opinions of some of our listeners. Um, that said, we've also received a tremendous amount of comments saying that they really appreciated not our opinions, but but uh, which we have received a lot on that, but really on how on how we handled the subject matter last week. So, I mean, um, it, it really goes to show you that this uh, this discussion in the community right now is is going on we're hearing a lot of it from both ends of the spectrum and uh you know i mean um however however way you slice it it's it's uh <laughs> they're not you know it first of all however way you slice it, it's not as bad as some people are are saying not even nearly and and number two um really it's not bad at all it, there's nothing wrong with this um but that's my opinion some people don't like some of this stuff. I know Shank says he doesn't like some of this yep. stuff. It's well, I, I may uh, yeah, go ahead, Shank, go ahead. yeah. We need to keep in mind um, this is half of the story. Yeah. What What do I mean by half of the story? Um, well, 
all this information that they've presented to us uh, right now, this is for pre-ordering. Okay, you get and when I mean stuff, I'm for me what uh, what my attention is most on for Shank is the Imperial race as well as the Any race, Any alliance. Those are the two things that I am most you know keeping my eye on, as it were. So regarding just specifically those two things, we only have half the story. We only know how uh, how these uh, bonuses are going to be applied when you pre-order. We, what we don't know is after the launch. And what do I mean by that is I'm saying, well, okay, cool. You get any race, any alliance. You get the Imperial race uh, with the Imperial edition and you get any race, any alliance for any pre-order. Okay. What we don't know is how they're going to be attainable after launch. Say you don't buy, say you don't pre-order the game. I am genuinely curious to find out, okay, how can I get the ability to play any race at any faction if I did not pre-order the game? Um, And it is until I personally find out how that's going to be uh, discussed and achievable, same with the Imperial race, it is then where I will become either my, my, my fears will be assuaged or they will be realized. And it is then where you will either hear a shank saying, okay, cool, that's what I had in mind. I'm glad they went with that because that is Elder Scrolls. Or I'm going to say, no, they shouldn't have done that for X, Y, and Z, and I, and I disagree. So that's the way I am approaching these because I am most passionate about those two items. Um, I just want to remind the listeners out there that we only know half the story right now. Right, I, and um, I think out of out of all of this uh, going on right now, the main discussion point in our chat room is how many lock picks I actually break. Dude, I mean Avogadro's number. <laughs> out, of, out of all of this, I mean it's 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 pretty it's pretty hysterical. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, long story short, you know what? I mean, uh, I, I don't I don't see this as as an issue at all. Um. I, I, and that's why I really don't care. I think a lot of this stuff is is uh, well. I, I talked already, Lou. You're the only person who hasn't weighed in yet. You've been sitting there like a like a gentleman. Please. Um. First of all, I want to say. I mean, you're not listening to us, but I will give him the accolade that you know, Chris. That was a very well written letter right off the bat. Okay. Uh, like most emails or responses on like Twitter or Facebook or any social medium. You would usually see something like, oh, your show sucks because your opinions suck. That is all. At least this, you actually thought about this and put it together and sent it out. Okay, it makes sense. All right. Um, Although I will have cause when you personally called out Dave. All right. You were doing great up to that point. (laughs) But in the end, yeah, I, I, I'll disagree with Chris because, again, uh, obviously what he's written here, and I'm only gauging this from what he's written, he or she has obviously no understanding of how Paygate actually went, works in a game. Same thing with the pay-to-win concept. All right? Uh, that XP bonus with the Rings of Mara. All right? Didn't Zoss say that you'll get bonuses for grouping up anyway regardless? So... You know, there's incentive. If you want to offset the Rings of Mar because you didn't get the Imperial Edition, well, fine. You know what? Be sociable and group up with people 
And there's your XP bonus for grouping. Okay? Um, the pay-to-win, pay-get concept. Again, you've already hit the nail right in the head. It literally stops you, dead in your tracks, with your character in a game. All right? The pay-to-win concept. In the MMO Perfect World that Dave mentioned, all right, literally buying the best gear, accessories, weapons, uh, consumables on the cash market that no one else in the game can make, by the way. Or if they can, it's at some ungodly rate of materials that they need to acquire, and it's going to be some awful recipe that they have to obtain for some awful quest. Um, so again, you know, there's your pay-to-win concept right there. That's exactly how it works. Yeah. Yeah, and right. I don't, I don't necessarily just because for for those of you out there who are saying like, you know, I've been playing MMOs for X amount of years, and I've got these friends that all agree with me, like, I, I get really? it, fine, I'd be but like, really, you do, I, I, and you and you have problems understanding these concepts, yeah, well, because you just demonstrate your ignorance. That's what I say to that. It's yeah. the The fact is, is that if we're being factual when we say that, you know, a pay gate is is something that that stops you dead in your tracks. And forces you to pay in order to to go through character advancement, and um, you know, pay to win is is just such a harsh concept. It's you know, you have to pay to win. Really refers to gear inside inside stores in um, in web stores or uh, in you know in game stores. You, you have to you buy the best gear. The only way to to get the best gear in a game is not through playing the game. It's actually through going into their web store or going into their in-game store and buying the gear using real-world money and then using that gear, which is far better than anything you can get in-game. That is pay-to-win. There is not a single game developer that would come onto this show and disagree with me on that. That is pay-to-win. So... Like I said, we're just being factual here on that. There is nothing pay to win about any of this stuff. Right. I also want to bring up the fact, too, that a lot of people who are criticizing the edition, the Imperial edition, okay, uh, you know, maybe you should redirect your criticism not towards the creative team, okay? Because uh, I mentioned this before, to, uh, especially to Varwin. Hmm. Uh, or a couple of days ago, okay. Matt Fire, Paul Sage, Brian Wheeler, all those folks, okay. They're part of the creative team. All right. Here, here's the point of fact: Zoss is made up of two teams. There's the folks who actually make the game, and then the men and women, all right, in all their offices in that building, you know, that probably wear suits. Okay, you know who they are? They're the execs. They're the marketing folks. All right, salespeople. They're the other half of Zoss. All right, and believe it or not, Zoss is a business, and they need to make money. All right, this is a AAA MMO. AAA for the line of credit rating they obtained, you know, to back them up, to get funds, you know, to get funds released to them. Whether they got it from Bethesda, the parent company, or any other line of credit, that's what the AAA means. Oh, by the way, just the line of credit, not anything else. All right, so let's 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 clear that up right off the bat. So the two teams have to work together to make this game as successful as possible. So in my mind, I'm picturing maybe the marketing team say, hey, you know what? We need to start uh, showing our investors or you know, we need to find ways to start paying back our investment. 
Can you give us, Matt, Paul, can you guys give us anything, you know, to help generate sales, to help generate additional revenue? Okay? And so this, this may be one thing. I'm not saying it is, but I'm just saying this is an, this is an hypothesis, okay? Because in the bottom, and I'm going to say it again, bottom line, Zoss is a business. Cash shop, whatever, service store, it's a service store. They have to do something. All right? They need funding to keep their game going. And perhaps this is one way by offering these kinds of perks, which are, again, not a pay gate and, again, not pay to win, but perks to incentivize their player base to invest extra money to help build their game from the get-go. Because all, right, all I'm seeing from a lot of people who are criticizing is like, you know, it shouldn't be done, it shouldn't be done, it's not fair, it's not fair. But you know what? I'm also not seeing, well, how do you suggest they make money then? I'm hearing a whole lot of bitching and crying, but I don't know a whole lot. I think you should do this to make more money or to help incentivize your, your you know, players. You know, so this is, where I, this is where I get lost. This is where I fume with these, at, at these people who write these kind of comments, critiques, saying, you know, you're all about complaining, but you're not saying, well, how do you fix it? I think, I think the big thing that, that's kind of got a lot of us a little, you know, kind of steaming right now and fuming um, is really like the, like I said, the, the damn near close to cyberbullying that we received over our, our thoughts and opinions on, on last episode. So, yeah, well, you know, if we, great. cyberbullying, you know what? You if know we come off, come on, you have a solution. <laughs> if, we, solution. if we're coming off as a little strong, you know, just be, understand the fact that when you, when you, uh, how can I say this the right way? When you hang yourself out in the wind, like we do every single week, okay, you're going to get slapped around in the worst place imaginable every now and again. And I think, you know, maybe, and that's, that's part of, that's part of what we do. And we're, and we're used to it. Um, quite honestly, we are. But when it's coupled with misunderstanding or coupled with just, you know, blatant ignorance, um, gets a little bit different. So, so in any event, um, you right. know, I, my big thing that really irritated me from this email, the one thing that really got to me the most mm -hmm. was it coming across like we wouldn't defend it if it were the other way around or fight against it if it were the other way around. Right. Yeah. If this, if these and things were actually in the game, you better believe that we would be, we, we would be the first people crying about it. Yeah. We'd be the first people standing up saying this is wrong. They should not be doing this. If it were wrong, this is not something that's game breaking that you cannot achieve reasonably within the game. That is none of this. Well, the only thing that I even have the slightest problem with is the Imperial race, but even that is more cosmetic than anything. And, and, Honestly, everything else is achievable within reasonable means within the game, so we've been told. And once the game comes out, if that's not the case, you better damn well believe that we will be up on it like white on rice. Absolutely. You know, if they if they came out and said, here's an exclusive mace for level 20 to oh, we, 25 players that is better than anything else that's in the game you know, you would you would hear us say that's inappropriate, that should not be in the game. That should not be selling on their on their web store. This is a mistake. You shouldn't be doing. But that's not what's being done. And if they said, you know, in order to, uh, you know, get from, you know, level forty to to forty five, you have to buy this set of, you know, you can unlock these quests for, you know, X amount of dollars. Then, 
then that would be an issue too. And we would be talking about that on the show and saying, that's not how this game should be played. And they've come out and directly said, we don't want there to be any pay gates in this game. We don't want people to have to take out their wallets every single time they want to experience content. This is pre-order bonuses. This is if you if you want to spend more on the game and have these bonuses, we're offering that to you. They're not saying you have to do this. They're not saying that this is stuff you absolutely need in order to get through the game. They're just offering it to you as as an incentive, as a pre-order bonus, so they can sort of close the gap between debt and profit. And I have no issue with that. I think there's that's no problem with that whatsoever. All right, guys. Um, I, I think we've we're, we should probably move on at this point. Um, and and I, I you know like I said I that's that's basically. Well, I mean, come on. The guys spent what forty million dollars to make the game. <laughs> I know the numbers said twenty million, but we've already said that one hundred and sixty million of it was spent on. Uh, lap dances and chocolate so Ooh, chocolate that wasn't for the game or, per se but they do also lines. have to make up that money all right guys we're uh, we're getting really long on this um let's <laughs> end the episode itself let's uh lend our final thoughts and then move into the the qgn community segment and we'll we'll start with lou uh my final thoughts a lot was said especially for the last email but again Okay, at least Chris expressed his opinion in a great manner. Um, I'm also really excited, though. I mean, the Q&A this week came out with a lot of good stuff, and I'm glad we actually had four different questions that came up. Mm. <laughs> Again, four different people, four different opinions, totally four different questions that we all wanted to highlight and point out. Oh, yeah. Um, and the last thing, come on, Lauren Schick, Lauren Master, unboxing the, unboxing the Imperial Edition. Enough said. My week is done. <laughs> and Dave my final thoughts is damn it they need to release the NDA now like for real stop playing around I don't care whose hands you gotta shake or who feels that it isn't ready it's ready lift the NDA today and Shank um Obviously, as far as my uh, decision on the game, the penny dropped today or tonight. Whenever you guys are listening, I don't. I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, uh, I'm excited, and uh, but I still have to say that I, I do have some uh, outstanding questions for uh, Zenimax, as I'm sure many of you do. And you can bet that when those issues and uh, questions are addressed. Um, you will hear my thoughts both on this podcast and probably in an article. So look forward to that. All right. I uh, just want to thank you guys for, for coming out yet again. You guys were fantastic hosts. I appreciate your, your thoughts and opinions. Um, we hate you. Thank you, Dave. Uh, <laughs> everyone in the chat room on uh, youtube.com slash quest gaming network and twitch.tv slash quest gaming network. Uh, thank you, one and all, all in one, for joining us here. Um, please do not forget, uh, we are giving away a copy of the Elder Scrolls Anthology series uh, for our, and we're going to announce the winner of of that on our 100th episode. So uh, don't forget, uh, in order to do that, you have to go to ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com and QuestGamingNetwork.com, and at the very bottom of the page, you'll see a box there. 
that you can click on, follow us on Facebook or Twitter, or tweet out the giveaway, and you'll be entered into our giveaway. And like I said, one winner will be announced on our 100th episode, which is scheduled for Thursday, February 20th, or Turdos, Sun's Dawn the 20th, if you want to go by a real calendar, that is. And uh, that that, uh, copy of um, the Elder Scrolls Anthology is brought to you by our friends over at ESO Lodge. That is ESO Lodge, L-O-D-G-E dot com. Thanks to Broscacho out there for working with me directly and uh, bringing that wonderful, wonderful, wonderful prize to our listeners. So go check out ESOLodge.com and tell Broscacho, thanks, man. Thanks for being a bro. QGN Community Segment, check up on the latest and greatest in Elder Scrolls news, general gaming, and how to join our wonderful growing community at ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com. If you'd like to email our show, you can do so at ElderScrollsOffTheRecord at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at ElderScrollsOTR. I am Avarwin, and you may follow me at Avarwin, that's E-V-A-R-W-Y-N, Lou is at GamerGuy11B, G-A-M-E-R-G-U-Y-1-1-B. Dave is not at the pantsless homie. He is at Dianforce, <laughs> D-I-E-N-F-O-R-C-E. And Shank is at ShankTank, S-H-A-N-K-T-H-T-A-N-K. And leave off that last E for questgamingnetwork.com is where everything begins starts ends it is the alpha and omega for our network questgamingnetwork.com if you like what we do and you want to donate to our shows you may do so starting at questgamingnetwork.com just look on the right hand side click on the donate button any amount is extremely appreciated however if you would like to get your name or special event shouted out on one of our shows Ten dollars gets you what you want. Our ten dollar mention program. You hear people throwing in at that at the beginning of the show. We appreciate that very much, fellas. Ten dollars is is the way to do it. Uh, just click on that donate button for for uh, for that to happen. And please, if you do decide to uh, to donate ten dollars or more, thank you very much. By the way, and do not forget to let us know which Quest Gaming Network show you would like for us to shout you out on and what are those oh we've got classic elder scrolls night which is friday perfect segue oh my god hey you like that right like butter <laughs> like butter uh classic elder scrolls night friday at 9 p.m community game night saturdays at 9 p.m eastern as well rift off the record live sundays at 7 p.m eastern and give them a follow rift is an amazing game and liz and Ray do a great job with that show. Uh, follow them at Rift OTR on Twitter. Uh, totally Heroes is totally live Ooh. Mondays at 10 p.m. Eastern. You could follow them at Totally Heroes. Dave sucks. And <laughs> Swotory Forged <laughs> is back, my friends. And that records just before Totally Heroes. That records Mondays, 7 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, you want to know my opinion on Swotor? No. It's actually pretty good. Y'all should listen to it. But don't don't um, the best the worst part about uh, Totally Heroes is really just Dave. It really is. Shank and uh, Brian do an amazing <laughs> job. Say some damn nice crap about your podcast thing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad now. Oh my god, look at him. 
<laughs> I don't even love you anymore. <laughs> Good. Go back to the basement, Dave. <laughs> shut, shut up, you elitist. No one likes you. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, if you want to join our forums and our wonderful growing community, you can do so at questgamingcommunity.com. That's questgamingcommunity.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash questgamingnetwork. Follow us on Google Plus at google.com slash plus sign questgamingnetwork. And all hate mail can be sent to Morikue of Tamriel on Twitter. And and uh, you should also send it to jsupa508 on Twitter. That's right. I'm sure this episode is going to garner a tremendous amount more hate than we received last week. <laughs> That's fine. You know what? <laughs> there it is. And check out all of our gaming videos, how-to guides, and podcasts live at twitch.tv slash Network or hitbox.tv slash Network or youtube.com slash Network. And our YouTube channel is the only place you're going to see all of our Let's Play videos, including exclusive video reports on game news, Bradford and Brian's Let's Play Fallout New Vegas series, and conversations with QGN. The new video series where hosts get together to discuss whatever is on their mind, like Dave's cat, Mao. <laughs> and how awesome he is on Totally Heroes. He tries. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that all begins and ends at youtube.com slash quest gaming network. He's been trying to get in the door all episode. Yeah. Elder Scrolls Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with the Middle Earth Network. Time to say goodbye, fellas, and let's start with Lou. Good night, everyone. Thank you all for coming out or, you know, for listening to us, watching us. Hope to see you all again next week. And Dave. Have a, have a great one, everybody. Fusroda. Shanktastic. Till next time, guys. Shadow hide you. Take care, everyone. Be safe. And may the Foos be with you. Walk with the shadows. Alright, uh, so what's going to happen is we're going we're gonna to go offline and we're going to come right back and we're going to start right into the show. So, see you in a few minutes, guys. God, I'm not feeling it. Wait. Wait, okay, maybe I'm feeling it. Hang on. Wait, don't start yet. Okay. I'm not feeling it. Alright. No, I am. No? No. Okay, we're good. We're good. We're- no, wait. Yeah, we're good. Well, ass my nutcrackers. I would like to see that, actually, in a visual form. <laughs> so, Shank, what is, what is this thing? Austin, Texas doesn't have Dunkin' Donuts? There's like... No, 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 no. It has a Dunkin' Donuts that I'm aware of. That's, that's pretty much none. Yeah, and it makes me so ludicrously sad, because, like, Dunkin' Donuts, dude, whenever I go home for a break, I live at dunkin donuts pretty much yeah yeah you that's right you you grew up in boston you're a northeaster like i am a new englander yeah care packages of of dunkin donuts bags yeah (laughs) that's true i need to get high enough of a kill streak and then i can call for a dunkin donuts care package (laughs) exactly 
we've we've got a video we're going to show you from uh, starring Lauren Schick, whom um, Zoss. If you're listening right now, if you're if you're watching our stream, uh, we want to so badly have Lauren Schick on this show and just <laughs> be a bunch of fangirls. We adore him. And uh, apparently the the Khajiit are going to be uh, infiltrating the show today. <laughs> what do you have, freaking power? Jesus, cat! You know, you know what that is. That's acrobatic skill increased. Indeed. Hmm. It's also another pair of headphones from Tweak Audio going. Oh, look! <laughs> another another one bites the dust. Right, Khajiit style. Khajiit, yeah, I don't know how many more embarrassing phone calls I need to make to these people. Like, yeah, my cat went. And shoot him up again <laughs> sir this is the fifth time well have you seen our show <laughs> <laughs> you know this my cat crawls all over me right <laughs> yeah what what's trying to saying of arwin do the dance what dance is it the things just keep getting better dance uh, oh god things just keep getting better <laughs> what do we have to do to make sure that that never happens again. How do we stop Avarwin from ever dancing like that? Uh, you'd have to go back in time and prevent that song from being produced. In which case, I, I, would I feel that would be. I feel that would be a noble pursuit. Fusoldar. <laughs> 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 